Can you envision a scenario in which you would put Army State employees on the border instead of the National Guard of Texas? We, we do have other Army State employees on the border as we speak right this minute. And uh, there's the Texas Department of Public Safety as well as other law enforcement officers as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. Look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Liz my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap. Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, which means we're going to bring you this week's headline news, which is actually pretty darn full this week, starting with the Texas border convoy that is being put on by some of our very near and dear friends, Robert and Jamie Agee, Mark Anthony, uh, Banners for Freedom, and uh, Doc, Doc Pete Chambers, yeah. Kim Yater. Um, take you, your power back. Take your power back. You know, you may have heard some rumblings that this is a uh, a fed trap we're gonna break that down we are gonna break it down and you know there's one thing i don't want people to be to be afraid anymore exactly the one thing that happened during january 6 and this is what they wanted to do was to make it so that you were afraid yeah of ever getting together ever again or being afraid to fly what's going on with this whole migrants don't need an id to get migrants, on an airplane migrants do not need an id and then an we have glenn beck talking about how these migrant routes are very well laid out we've got that and so much more a couple of clips from rand paul coming up right after these amazing messages don't go anywhere it's gonna be an awesome day of headline news you know who i love who wait what who doc pete chambers i do too so he was on alex jones this week yes if you have not seen the clip you actually can watch it on our channel um, we did a, an interview with Robert and Jamie Ag. Well, Jamie wasn't there, but I can't say Robert without Jamie of Banners for Freedom and the Remnant Revolution Tour, Mark Anthony and Kim Yater of Take Your Power Back about the Texas border convoy. Mm -hmm. We did that this week. We aired it. We premiered it last night. And at the end of it, I went ahead and played the entirety of Pete on Alex Jones. And the picture that they chose of him is super like you know, intense You know, eyes. actually, He's the clip that they took and put up just the, the InfoWars just put up, mm -hmm. it's great. But if you listen to the whole one, he actually goes more into God. He totally does. He totally does. And this is why I love Pete, because he, since Bard's Fest, I think, two in Yuma City, and then Bard's Fest three that we did in Flemingsburg, he has been so filled with the yeah. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Everything out of his mouth is God. Yeah, no, it really is. So I want to start with this first clip here. This is uh, 
actually a Fox News promo almost for the Take Your Border Back Convoy. We're going to kind of break this down. And is it a Fed trap? Let's play this. Let's talk about this trucker convoy. You brought this up just a moment ago. So this is called Take Our Border Back. It kicks off Monday. So you've got multiple starts. You've got trucks leaving from Virginia Beach that are going to go through Texas, Arizona, California. On the website, it describes the event as a peaceful assembly, encouraging all freedom-loving and law-abiding Americans to attend. I saw that you posted on X to raise awareness about that. You obviously just mentioned it a moment ago. I understand that you're going to be speaking once they get to Eagle Pass. Uh, I also see that you know that it's going to go through Yuma. It's going to go San Ysidro, California as well. Uh, 700,000 vehicles. That's the prediction here. How do you keep that well peaceful and on track? That's a lot of trucks. Well, the people that have organized this are the same people that went to California to D.C. with the truckers. Uh, I understand we're going to be joined by Canadian truckers. So these people uh, are committed to a peaceful demonstration that we've had enough. The American people have had enough. We're demanding that the Biden administration do its job, enforce the laws on the books, uh, and secure our border. Eight million people during the Biden administration. Uh, that's more than the population of Ohio. Uh, this is the time for us to rise up as the American people and demand that our president do his job. Uh, this should be a peaceful movement of the American people joined by other uh, nations if they want to come. This is the Canadian farmers, uh, truckers. This is the German farmers. This is the French farmers. This is the Dutch farmers. This is a movement well beyond the United States that people are simply tired of the overreach of their federal governments. And we're pushing back. Now is the time. Here we've got engineers with the Texas National Guard reinforcing existing barriers on the southern border with razor wire. We all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. So when did everything change, Barack? When they found that you could raise the census numbers in certain Democrat strongholds to mm. get more representation in Congress. They got smart. You don't even need them to vote. You just need more people in your district. Yeah. Or and point. you can or more people in your state mm -hmm. and in your area. Yeah, so these good. blue these blue areas, they actually do want more people there because right. then they're gonna get more congressmen and more right. representation just by bodies in the 
Body's there. Yeah. So we the situation has gotten completely out of control. Like Keith Seth said, there the um, congressman from Texas. There are eight million people. We live in the state of Ohio, and he's like, that's more than the people in the state of Ohio. This is not just not sustainable. This has become um, what is it? Article one, section ten, clause three. Mm. There of the Constitution, this has become imminent threat. An invasion. It's an invasion. Mm -hmm. And so what that uh, says in the Constitution there is that these states, any state, has the right to join with other states yes. to protect to ward off themselves, an to ward off an invasion. And yeah. so you're seeing Governor Abbott, you're mm -hmm. seeing the state of Texas stand mm -hmm. up to the Biden administration, stand up to um, even a Supreme Court ruling mm -hmm. and say, we have had enough. And now you are looking at 25 states, mm -hmm. proud to say Ohio amongst them, uh, standing up and saying, no, we are going to stand with Texas. We are not going to allow the federal government to trample on our rights. Now, the question is, we had Robert and um, and Mark and Kim on our show. They did not know anything about this when God said, do this convoy. convoy. The timing of this, mm -hmm. only the Holy Spirit could have orchestrated. They The ruling, the Supreme Court ruling hadn't come out yet. Right. Uh, Mark Anthony was just on a show. And he just spoke out the word convoy. Convoy. We need to do a convoy. And this was before the, the Supreme Court ruling. So the Supreme Court ruling came, came down and now you have a, a, a kind of a showdown between uh, Governor Abbott and the Biden administration. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure why Governor Abbott is saying now is the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's succumbed to pressure or not, but he from the right, uh, but he says he's not going to succumb to pressure on the left mm. from Joe Biden. You have a lot of people who feel fed up and want to do something, yeah. and they're going to the border. And they are going to go to these three places. Most of them are going to go to Eagle Pass. Now, I have seen all over Twitter today, <laughs> Jack Posobiec, uh, Charlie, Kirk. Charlie Kirk, even Michael Yan, who was getting ready to go and join everybody, making a video. So Alex has Pete on. Yay, convoy. Michael Young comes on just today, just minutes ago, and says, no, convoy. Don't mm. do it. Don't do it. Don't go. Um I say if you're led by the Holy Spirit, then you should go. Yeah. And you should pray for them. Because when you listen to Kim and Mark and, and Robert, and the, those who are planning this, this is not um this is this is not a man thing. This is a God thing. Well, and let me so January 6th, mm -hmm. I'd honestly I have no idea who quote unquote orchestrated and whose idea it was to get pretty much every Trump voter there to DC on January 6th. I don't know who I don't know whose idea that was. January 6th was not a Fed trap. Okay? Let me explain something to you. January 6th every Trump voter who knew that Trump won the election and had been watching the shenanigans for months and had been watching Rudy Giuliani and they could spit out the facts, they wanted to go and make their voices heard and that's what you do. What happens is January 6th was not a trap. It well, became a trap. Okay. Okay. So let me so, let me let me get to what I wanted to say okay. here first before you expound on that. You're not wrong. But what I'm saying is I know the people mm -hmm. who are organizing this event. Yeah. So I can say this to mm -hmm. you. This event was not orchestrated by the Fed. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, we are looking at when it comes to January 6th, there were a lot of of infiltrators. We knew that the BLM and Antifa were posing as Trump supporters weeks before January 6th. They were gearing up their people to go. I mean, this was they had Fed plants ready to go weeks before January 6th. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when we're looking at this event, if you want to say it's a Fed trap, this is what I would say. We know that the feds are going to try to take, make an opportunity out of anything, anything. that we do. It could be a Trump rally and they're going to try to, to make CPAC. an opportunity about it. Right. And so could the feds infiltrate this and make it into some sort of January 6th? Yeah, but they'd be doing it fairly last minute, number one. Okay. Number two, they try to do this consistently. We saw it in Charlottesville, right? We have seen them do right. this time and time again. I didn't go to January 6th because the Holy Spirit said, don't go, there's danger. Mm -hmm. If you feel that about the convoy, don't go. I'm not going to the convoy because we're busy and we can't go. I don't feel that about the convoy. I'm not getting that kind of vibe. What I am getting, though, is that the Holy Spirit is all over it. And what I am also getting is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me is we need to start acting like January 6th never happened. That's really good. Because otherwise they're going to, that's what terrorism is. This is COVID. This is COVID all over again. Stay six feet apart. Don't get together. Never get together with patriots. Don't do a convoy. Well, you're cheering on those in France. You're cheering on those in the Netherlands. You're cheering on those in Germany. You're That's cheering point, on those yeah. in, in Canada. Yeah. And if they if they do it, you've never said don't do it. And it, yeah, they ran into a trap in, in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, even Tara Lynch, is, you know, she's got a trial and there's a lot of trial. They stole the money. Okay. But you cannot live your life in fear of the Fed. Well, you, you're literally going to be like every five seconds. I shouldn't do this. There could be a Fed there. You can't be this like demons around every corner. Stop the fear. That's good, Leah. And you know where they stopped fear? They stopped fear in Ohio. And so I'm going to play this next clip. This is from one of our Ohio state representatives. Ohio did uh, what it should have done a long time ago. And on the tw- on the 24th, the, the House had passed an override of a veto that Governor Mike DeWine had on a bill that would ban trans uh, surgeries or hormones on for minors. children and would also keep biological males out of girls sports. Mike DeWine vetoed it. He's on the take from Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which has a multi-million dollar trans child mutilation wing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about cutting pe- kids' body parts off, putting hormones in them that they now come out and say are irreversible. Okay, Chloe Cole, she had spoken, I guess, in front of the Ohio State House in 2017. Or no, it was 27, three years ago, whatever that, whenever year, year that was. 2020, 2020, 21. 2021. Sorry. It's been a while. Sorry, 20, 2021, three oh. years ago. And now she, she tweeted out, thank you, God, that this has passed. So we had the House override it. We had the Senate override it. But now we're in a constitutional crisis here in Ohio. Because uh, Ohio passed a bill called Ohio Issue 1 in November that says that any person, regardless of age or gender, has a right to reproductive choices. Okay? So with this bill... You'll have to forgive the whining dog we have in the background. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's real deal here in Resistance Chick Studio. Yeah. So now with this bill here in Ohio, we have a constitutional crisis and we'll, we'll see which plays out because the Constitution trumps the, the legislature and the legislature knows that. So the legislator went ahead and passes, overrode the bill. And I want to play this clip from the state senator. There are men and there are women. There are boys and there are girls and they are different. 
it is, while it is possible to identify as anything you want, it is not possible for a man to become a woman or a woman to become a man. And here's something else. Gender is not fluid. There is no such thing as a gender spectrum. You cannot change your gender. You either have two X chromosomes or you have an X and a Y chromosome, and you have the associated anatomical differences that go along with that. Men typically have more muscle mass. They have greater lung capacity, denser bones. This makes them generally faster and stronger than women. And here's something. Despite what the liberals say, gender is not assigned at birth, but rather from the moment of conception, you are either male or you are female. And there is no such thing as gender-affirming care. You can't affirm something that doesn't exist. But what does exist is a course of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, double mastectomies, and other horrific procedures. And attempting to change someone's sex is a fool's errand, and it's also fighting their own biology. This naturally requires regular visits, repeated treatments, and creates, as you can imagine, a permanent patient. This is quite a profit center for those hospitals pushing these procedures. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have, we had, um, another crew member. This is not actually the whining dog. This is a different dog. Come and join us for the rest of the show here. Um, we've got little Bella. All right. So Leah, this dog is a dog. She's a this girl. This is a female we'll dog. always be a female and she, girl No dog. matter what she feels like, she may feel like Mighty Mouse. And here's another, another thing. This is a chihui hui. Mm -hmm. This is a chihuahua. Yeah. This will... <laughs> Grind her face. She will always be a chihui hui. Yeah. She will always be a chihuahua. Yeah. I don't care what kind of surgery they want to do on her to make her a well, bigger dog. She's been spayed. She has and been. she still is a girl. And she's she still, still a female. little girl. So even if you take girl, even you, you know are. what's so funny is that they, they do hysterectomies on women for medical reasons. Yeah. And no one ever says you're no longer a woman. <laughs> So they have they do mastectomies on women. Yeah. For for breast cancer. Yeah. And they never say you're no longer a woman now. Right. A woman could have a hysterectomy and and mastectomy and <laughs> she's like I'm still a woman. Because you're, you're still your chromosomes and your DNA are yeah. all the same. But Leah, it's your gender is all about how you feel. So it doesn't I mean, like I mean and that goes back to if your gender is all about how you feel then why you got to take off all your body parts? That's chop true. them off. Let so, me let me rephrase that to the more fact. Chop them off. Chop them off. The Ohio legislature officially overrode uh, Governor DeWine's uh, veto of HB 86. So it was a 65 to 28 and a 23 to 9 override. Transgender mutilation is now banned for minors and males uh, are now banned from women's sports in Ohio. This is something. It's this a is, big deal. Where we need to be, and we need more uh, state legislatures. I'm so proud of Ohio for for being pushed to this place and and coming out on top on yeah. this particular issue. Um, I'm glad that these state legislatures had to make this decision. I wish they had come out harder against issue one, um, but they didn't, and 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 we're stuck here now with uh, abortion up to birth here in Ohio. So until God strikes all these people dead with justice, <laughs> yeah, there's that. There could be that. We could God could open up the ground. Swallow, swallow them up. up. Yeah, it's been it's been done before. It has been done before. It's been done it's in before. In the Bible. So I've got I got a clip here. Now, 
Last week, we we took a deep dive mm-hmm. into DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which means... Uh, it, means you, it means gobbledygook. When you are are using this for air air travel and mm-hmm. for airplanes, it's, yeah. it should be D-I-E, okay? <laughs> because if you're choosing somebody based on the color of their skin or their... To be a uh, pilot. Sexual, yeah, and, and not the best, mm-hmm. then people are going to die. I don't want to get on your airplane. Your D-E-I is going to cause people to D-I-E. That's good, Leah. Did you just make that we, No. You've been working on it all day? For a while. <laughs> Here's And how do we know this? Because... These airplanes, it's not just the pilots. Mm-hmm. It's the people making the planes. And and these particular companies, as we we dove into, mm-hmm. right, talked about these Boeing uh, 737s and how the two uh, two crashed within the past few years with hundreds of people on them. Yeah. That's because the the, the, the diversity, equity, and inclusion hiring is hiring not is, is not hiring the best. Yeah. And we we covered that. Well, guess what? You and I have to go through, take off our shoes, get felt up. You know, you wear a, a little piece of metals in your belt and suddenly you're on the terror watch list. You have to go get patted down. By the, and they don't smile. Why don't they ever smile? They're you no try to fun. make a joke and they're literally taught, be angry at the people, hate them all. I know. You know, like everybody, so do not smile. Do not be nice to them. I think it's because they're like, ooh, terrorists might try to make you laugh or something. Make them laugh. Make so you can't laugh. make them laugh. Everybody right. tries to make them laugh. I try to make them laugh. You try to make them laugh. And they literally just want to make you cry. That's the yeah. one to make you feel like you were a horrible, awful person. Michelle almost missed a flight. Uh, <laughs> because I had a belt buckle because she had a belt in buckle. my bag, my checked bag. Wow. A, not checked, excuse the me, carry-on bag. Carry bag. Yeah. Wow. Wow. A belt wow. buckle. And you literally, they held up the plane for uh, some other pilots. And, and Matt and I are like, do we get on? Do we not get on? Like, what's going on here? And Michelle comes running down. It was seven years terrifying. ago. It was awful. I, you know, but, that, the, but now if you're a migrant, here's... If you want to fly without an ID, just become a migrant. Let's see this clip. It's popped up at the Delta terminal, the Miami airport. Instructions for illegals to use their CBP-1 app. That's the Customs Border Patrol app at TSA checkpoints as a valid form of ID to board a plane in the United States. For those who don't know, the CBP-1 app provides appointments for migrants who are claiming asylum at the border. Migrants, particularly those wanted for crimes, can fill in any basic information they want in the app and be let into the country. The goal was to, and I quote, validate adult non-US citizen travel documentation when the traveler does not otherwise have an acceptable form of identification. However, it also notes that photos are optional. It says that multiple times. It says it can provide biographical information if requested, but notes that information is not stored, again, multiple times. How is this even serious? Illegals coming to the United States from countries that are designated state sponsors of terror and on terror watch lists can use this process. Americans, think about this for a moment. We, as Americans, are going to be forced to acquire a real ID by May of 2025, or you or anybody else here, myself, will be barred from boarding a flight in the United States. How in the world can we justify this when illegal immigrants are allowed to board planes with unverifiable information they filled out on an app? 
They they literally filled it out on an app. Now, your driver's license is no longer going to be good enough to fly with, but they can, You've got to get the, what is it called? The real ID. The real ID. The real ID. Or else you have to bring your birth certificate yeah. with your driver's license yeah, to get exactly. on an airplane. Because that, that's always safe. Right. You're not going to lose that thing. Yeah, exactly. Your birth Most people's birth certificates are like paper thin, shredded, like about to fall apart. And you got to bring that puppy. And you can't even read them, half of them. You got to bring that. But these people can get on without a driver's license or federal no, ID just or what they put state in ID. The just what they put on the app. And photos are not required. Mm. Photos are not required. But you know what, Leah? What? I love that I could talk about this on Brighteon TV. You can Me say whatever too. I want. Well, I mean, within reason, within right? Reason. And not be censored. So how do you support the Brighteon TV network? You go to thebrighteonstore.com and you get some absolutely phenomenal products. I was just yeah. looking at the website right now. The Ranger Buckets. The Ranger Buckets are on sale 28% right. off right now. That's the Organic Emergency Storable Food Supply. They're normally 485 bucks. Now they're 3 50. That's yeah. such an amazing deal. What I'm actually really excited about brain support. is this Mag Plus Brain Boost Nootropic. Okay. This is, we just did a show this week yeah. about your brain and its function and the mm -hmm. hippocampus and all of that. And I think it's on everybody's brain, no pun intended. So right now they're on sale saving you know, uh, 13%. Brand new organic blueberry vanilla pancake mix. Oh, come on, get out. I like it's the coolest stuff on the Brighteon store. So go to brighteonstore.com, use promo code CHICKS, and we'll see you guys right back after these messages. So I love Glenn Beck. Like I, I, I genuinely love this man. I do too. There's yeah. only a few things where I kind of scratch my head and go, oh, Glenn. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like by and large, I love him. And you know why I love him? Because he gets his facts straight. He doesn't pull any punches and he mm. addresses everything that we're all thinking. Yeah, so there are a, a, a two brothers who have a website, and it's called uh, Muck, Muck Racker. And they went and embedded themselves into a migrant caravan, and they did a documentary on it. Phenomenal. It's 40 minutes long. It's really crazy. But what I discovered in this documentary was just how organized the migrant uh, route is. And it's not organized by the migrants. Mm. It's organized by the U.N., Wow. It's organized. They they have these people without borders and all of these NGOs, these non-government organizations. They have super detailed maps. Mm -hmm. It is a specific route that you take. It's not like, hey, let's all go and let. No, it's a specific route. They have places to stay, mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, and and when you're getting through some of these places like the Darien Gap, people will just die if you don't have enough water. Yeah, then you're just. If you get injured, there's nobody coming to get you. And that's why people just kind of die. These two went through it and they had like a water pump that filtered water. And other people were asking me to get water and they had a lie and say that we don't want water, you know, uh, I was handing out like some water tablets because if you don't, if, if you don't have water, if you don't have the necessary things you need, people just leave you. And it's so dangerous. The fact that the, the Biden administration, all the Democrats know that these uh, migrants are being sh they're being escorted in mm -hmm. okay and and what's crazy is that um the people are paying a lot of money mm -hmm. to to take these trips in a lot of chinese by the wow. way the chinese have more money so Ed, let's let's clarify something so we're talking about people coming across the border we think central america mm -hmm. you're talking about people coming from around the world via central america and the southern border yeah oh yeah Wow. Yeah, exactly. And so they fly into Ecuador, which is kind of the easiest country to get into. Mm -hmm. And then there's just a trail and you hike it and you follow it. 
Oh. And there's they're very detailed maps. So I'm going to play uh, Glenn Beck here because he shows you and breaks down these detailed maps. Muckraker.com recently obtained actual maps that Doctors Without Borders supplies to their illegal migrants in South America. I may have misunderstood what kind of borders those doctors were talking about, but let's take a look at this map because it shows rally and meetup points all the way down in Panama. Yeah, look at the different points going up through Costa Rica here in this great. It shows where illegals can find hotels and food the entire route. Now, doctor, who's paying for this stuff? Is Doctors Without Borders really? And if they are, who's giving them the money? I think they should spend it on bandages and eye things. Now, per their website, some of their corporate donors, you're never going to believe it, Google, Microsoft, Bill Gates, and Bloomberg. Now, are they knowingly funding this? I mean, we don't know. But is this what the WEF call to private business brought them? Now, going back to their detailed map, detailed routes are charted here, where you go, okay, directly right in to Mexico, okay? Now, Mexico is not the final destination. I know, surprise. Their next map shows detailed routes all the way through Mexico, right here through the border, okay? Now, their next map shows, you know, the routes through America to Canada. No, there is no other map. It ends with America. Now, I'm curious, does Doctors Without Borders know that they're contributing to human trafficking? Do they know that the cartels are making $2,000 a head for each illegal migrant? Do these Doctors Without Any Borders know this? Can they even really call themselves doctors if they're leading to so much destruction, death, and rape? I don't know. Do they know that terrorists could be using these routes with all of this infrastructure to infiltrate our country? You know, I, I, I really, I don't think they care. Doctors Without Borders has a strange relationship, shall we say, with terrorist groups. A statement they released on humanitarian negotiations revealed they, quote, paid an Al-Qaeda-affiliated militia $10,000 per project registration fee to continue working in Somalia. Oh, so they'll fund terrorism. Are we really to believe that nifty little maps aren't enabling terrorists? Muckraker also obtained this map. This one's from the UN's International Organization of Migration. Each one of these cute little dots here represents consulates and commissions that migrants can navigate, you know, in between their way up to the United States. Now from the IOM UN website, they believe that it is now time to harness the powers of migration. Now, I thought this was all about helping the oppressed people in the world. This kind of sounds like a different kind of motive, doesn't it? Check this out. It is clear that the sustainable development goals cannot be reached without safe, orderly, and regular migration. Regular migration, well, everybody's coming up here. Maybe we can go to a special camp, you know, ourselves. Do they, are they preparing a surprise for us? 
So this is really about Agenda 2030, which, remember, is a complete conspiracy theory, except it's on all the websites, uh, and uh, the Great Reset, which, again, is another conspiracy theory, except you can find it on the WEF website. Now, who funds this transformation of American life, culture, society, through the UN? Well, you're going to be hap hap happy to know you do. The United States of America, nobody gives more money to the UN than us. Now, here's a map from Muckraker that was distributed by the Red Cross. Oh my gosh, I thought they only did nursing stuff. No, no, they'll help collapse our country too. They want a piece of this. Now, it shows freight train routes where illegals can hop aboard and ride all the way doot, doot, to the U.S. Well, actually, not to the U.S. The train stops. Everybody off! Because the cartels are there waiting for them to pay their $2,000 to cross. Isn't it great? And who are the biggest funders of the Red Cross? Yeah, you're going to love this. Ooh, American Airlines, Walmart, Walgreens, donors committing and or raising a million dollars or more, the Coca-Cola Company, Fox, Target, and on and on and on. It almost feels planned, Leah. <laughs> feels like a plan you know we took a 3,000 mile bicycle trip yeah. back in 2003 it's been a minute and I was, I was some, five years old let's go some bicycling maps and they had a the little legend there like they you tell you where you can stop tent, little hostels food. yeah yeah and that's what was there did you see the legend there? i did like, it i was very impressed and everything yeah it's like a tour guide it, it's a tour guide it's a tour guide map you know what i would like to see what i'd like to see a tour guide of uh fauci going to prison yes let's go so i'm gonna hear i want to hear uh Rand paul talk about this with uh, our good friend Tucker. No one's been arrested for this. Millions dead, no one's been arrested. My brother ran into Tony Fauci in our family dog park in Washington the other day. He had Secret Service protection. He's retired. He works at Georgetown. He doesn't work for the US government. He has yeah. government finance security. I don't. I mean, how, I, so not only, I, my point is, he not only has not been punished, he's living, continuing to live at public expense at the highest possible level. He's being lauded. When does someone get punished for what has got to be the greatest crime ever committed? So I wrote a comparison between Anthony Fauci and J. Edgar Hoover, because I think there are similarities. They both were or had a great impulse to be an authoritarian. Hoover may have had more power to be that authoritarian, but they served for way too long, decade after decade, and then abused their power over time. But you're right, Anthony Fauci's not gone. He has a limo and a limo driver and security 24-7 because they say he's had threats. Well, I had 34 threats once earlier this week, in a week. 34 threats in a week, including people who say know where I am on a certain day at home and they'll see me there. We can't arrest them. We know who they are because they don't say they're going to kill me. They just laugh and say, see you there. You know, look around. I may be there. And, but nobody gives me special protection on that. We have our own now, we've had to hire our own and I have people who work for me who are armed and policemen. I don't want anybody to think I don't have protection. We do have protection. But the thing is, is we're not sure that Anthony Fauci is not still being paid. We've asked whether he's being paid and we've asked who's paying for his security. We do know that when he was active, he made about between him and his wife, his wife was in charge of ethics. So if there was ever a problem with Anthony Fauci not being ethical, 
his wife would review the ethics, which I'm sure she was pure to, you know, sure to tell him that if he was doing anything unethical. But their combined salary is about 800000 His wealth went from $7 million to $12 million during the pandemic. He got a million-dollar prize from a private foundation. What kind of, what kind of uh, person, civil servants, allowed to take a million-dollar prize? Did anybody investigate whether the foundation has anything to do with pharma? We now have money going from the vaccine manufacturers to NIH. Moderna shares the patent. And you say, well, that's fair. The scientists at NIH did a lot of research. $400 million went from Moderna to the NIH. But my question is this. It, it may sound fair, but how can the NIH or any of these people be objective now in deciding whether we should have to take a vaccine because they got $400 million? Wouldn't that conflict you as far as deciding whether we had a mandate that every six-month-old get a vaccine? So it, it just never ends here. But Anthony Fauci lied to Congress. And the bottom line is he deserves to be in prison. Uh, if he'd have been a Trump supporter, he'd have been in prison long ago. Because you're right, there are two sets of standards. And this is one of the things that's tearing the country apart. And I fear will lead to chaos in our country if it gets worse. And that is that people will come to believe that it depends on my ideology, not the color of my skin, right. but the shade of my ideology is what will get me in trouble. No one's been... Wow. From Rand there. I, I didn't know he had that many threats. Like, I assumed he had some, but mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. But he makes such a good point. Yeah. Right? Nobody's protecting Rand Paul. Rand Paul's got to protect himself. Where is Fauci getting all this money from? Mm -hmm. Is he still being paid? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is these are the kind of questions that even Bella here would like answered. She's clearly upset about yeah, this. Yeah, she would like them answered. I would, <laughs> I would like them answered. I would definitely like them answered. And I, 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 I think... Rand Paul for being um, on the forefront and calling out Fauci. You know, not not everybody can do everything, right. right? So Rand Paul has taken it upon himself, and his mission is to take Fauci down. And to point out the fact that J. Edgar Hoover, also one of these people that ended up abusing the power, was there for yeah. way too long. Yeah. Fauci's doing the same thing. Should have been there in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's making a gazillion dollars. And what is he doing with Secret Service? Yes. What I want to know, Secret what is he Service? doing with Secret Service? You know, there's somebody else out there that lies pretty much at the wazoo. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. And I really don't like her, and I really don't want to make a big deal out of her. But she's running in a presidential primary, and so we're kind of, kind of making a deal out of her. And somebody put a compilation together of Nikki Haley... And I, you can't even call it flip-flop because it's just plain out lying. She's just a liar. Now, I want you guys to see her lying. DeSantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. I have Stand never once said that. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I never said government should go and require anyone's thing. A huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there is social media. They need to verify every single person on their outlet. And I want it by name. What I have always said is boys going to a boys bathroom, girls going to a girls, girls bathroom. But hold on one second. When I was governor, they wanted to bring in a, a bathroom bill, a transgender bathroom bill. And I strong armed and said, we are not going to have that in South Carolina. Liar pants. Literally, her pants are on fire. It must be getting kind of hot in there, just, Nikki. Yeah, exactly. She's got pants, pants are so on. on fire. Everything she said, everything she says is a growing. lie. You know, in the uh, Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary. Mm -hmm. 
And 70% of the people who voted for Nikki Haley were Democrats. <laughs> 70, I'm not, Let 70 me tell you, when I become president of the United States, mm -hmm. we're going to work on in, in, in encouraging states to get rid of open primaries. You know what? <laughs> you know what I like? I like the idea that you have a, a candidate that can cross parties. The problem is, is that nobody in the Republican Party likes her. I know, it's so true. So she's basically running as a Democrat in a Republican primary, which... Let me tell you guys, that's what Democrats do. Uh, they do, Republicans don't have it within them. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear people all the time trying to be like the Democrats. Why can't we ballot harvest as good as them? Okay. <laughs> Why can't we infiltrate their organizations? Why can't we? Because we have this thing against lying and presenting ourselves. It's called a conscience. And saying things that we, do not, we believe. do not believe. Right. Okay. And then when we're called out upon it, we apologize. Right. Right. They're well, guess just what? They don't apologize. They yeah. double down. They smile. They laugh at the game to them. I never said it. And then they'll say it over and over I again. I never said Hillary they Clinton know. was an inspiration. And you have to be a low down, dirty, rotten liar to be able to run for the other party. And so, no, you can't <laughs> infiltrate the Democrat Party, you nincompoops. All right. And but but the Democrats constantly because they have no qualms about lying. Mm hmm. At all whatsoever. We have it here in Ohio. We call them the Blue 22. They said they were going to vote for, for a certain Speaker of the House. He was a mega kind of guy. Everybody was ready for it. And they did the closed door voting and they all voted for this guy. Come to find out, then they made these backroom deals with the Democrats and the Democrats voted party line. All the Democrats. I'm going to tell you guys something. The Democrats, you're like, oh, Democrats stay together, but Republicans don't. Let me tell you why. Because Democrats are running as Republicans. That's mm. why they're not staying together. You mean okay? that's why they're staying together? That's why Republicans aren't staying oh, together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Democrats run as Republicans, and the Republican Party is filled with Democrats. Now, I want to leave a lot of time for this next clip. Okay. Because, Michelle. I'm ready. We might have to play it a couple times. Okay. And if the producers could maybe do a split screen, if not, that's Okay. I would like to um, I'd like to hear your interpretation of what Biden is saying in this in this clip that I have today. It's been a while since I've had. A so good maybe Biden we can clip. watch it once and then split screen it after if they produce it. OK. Can do that. All okay. right. Let's do it. Let's, let's watch it once. Here we go. The beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. In this, the final. Oh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. It's <laughs> Beer brewed here. No it is used to make the brew beer during this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. What is that? One more time. Can we play it another time? Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer during this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. Everybody's laughing like they know what the heck he just said. So are they laughing because they got it? Or are they laughing because they have no ice thinking dia? So what do you think he said? He said what? the brood beer yeah. is the is what the brood beard brood beard. That's what I heard. Did you hear anything else in there? I heard all I heard was the brood beard. Okay, so somebody has it written out. <laughs> the beer brood here <laughs> it is used to make brood beer. <laughs> During is define O Earth Rider. <laughs> Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Can we play it one more time? The beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer during this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's <laughs> My stomach hurts. He literally says, Oh, Earth Rider. 
what is this Earth Rider? I, I'm so Thanks curious the now. Great Lakes, I wonder why. <laughs> so that's... But my favorite part is that, oh. <laughs> Ooh, Earth Rider. <laughs> one more time. Okay, producers, please stick with us. Can you play it one more time? The beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> oh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's going <laughs> Worth writer. Oh, Worth writer. Thanks for the Great Lakes. Oh, oh my wait, wait. gosh. Who are we thanking? Are we thanking so, Earth Rider for the Great Lakes? Is this okay. a religion I've not so, been privy okay. to? So, he's, he's giving a speech at Earth Rider Brewery in Superior, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. So that, that's where right. he's got the Earth Rider from, right? Ooh, Earth Rider. But it, and, and so, but, but, <laughs> during. The beer brewed here. It is used to make brewed beer here. During is defined, ooh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. That's what ooh, it is. Ooh, Earth Rider. <laughs> Thanks for the Great so Lakes. So when you go to, like, you're doing a, a, a speech maybe at, um, you know, the G GMC. You're at, you know, ooh, ooh Chevy. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, you're not. Or like, ooh, Coca-Cola. Yeah, ooh, Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody laughs. But it's but it's it's Earth Rider Brewery. Okay. So he doesn't even say the whole thing. He just says, ooh, Earth Rider. The beer brewed here. It is used to make the brewed beer. <laughs> During <laughs> is defined. Ooh, Earth, Earth Rider. Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. <laughs> but why is he thanking them for the Great Lakes? That's what I went. I'm like, that was Jesus. Like God made those great lakes. So are is, maybe he's envisioning a an um a, a a great lake worth of brood beer. Ooh, Arthrider. <laughs> Ooh, Arthrider. Okay, all right. So let's go ahead and take an opportunity to tell you guys to go to resistancechicks.com. Ooh, Earth Rider. Ooh, Earth Rider. <laughs> because the show is showed here. Because the show showed here is the show that's showed here. And we're thanking these great We are. Lakes. So the banner right there that says the Dan Patch Revival, I want you guys to click on that. We're going to be doing a revival in Oxford, Indiana on February 10th. We, we had changed the date twice on this. Some weather. Because of the weather. But it is going to happen February 10th. If you guys want a, a touch of God, a move of God, if you need prayer for healing, deliverance, you know, you got people that need deliverance or ooh, healing or whatever. Earth ooh, Rider. Earth Rider. Bring them. Because Lee and I. have got some Earth Rider. Yes. Is, then well, maybe that might, you know, we'll lay I hands. feel like Mr. Miyagi. Oh, I'm ready to lay hands on you. So, no, seriously, though, we are, the past two weeks, we've done Zoom revivals online mm -hmm. with Scott Kesterson, and it's been open Zoom for people to come. Five and a half hours. So, a total of 11 hours. And you know what um, Leah, the other Leah said? She said, I was telling a friend, they were like, that would be really boring to stay there for five and a half hours. because it wasn't boring. It went by like that. She's like, I was in it the whole time. I was like on the edge of my seat, right? And that's just a Zoom revival. Imagine being in person. Yes. So I want you guys to come and join us yes. and attend right there in Oxford, Indiana, February 10th, 2024. Really excited about that. And then here's the deal, guys. Every single week we come live for um, the news right here on Brighteon.tv. The next couple of weeks, you may be getting some reruns because the Brighteon TV network is doing a huge movie project. 
I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but get excited. Pray about that. Um, the entire team is going down, I think, to Texas or somewhere. It's a, it's a big state, so I'm not giving anything away. Uh, and, uh, and and working on this. So I'm really excited. So be praying for them, right? Because they're doing God's work. And yep. I'm really excited to see how this unfolds. So uh, remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you next time right Ooh. here on Brighteon. TV. We love you. God loves you. God bless. And don't forget, we do all of our shows throughout the week. ResistanceChicks.com. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's January 26, 2024. It's Friday, which means we're going to bring you this week's headline news. We have a new assistant here with us, Little Miss Bella, who is going to help us give the headline news. She's been here a while. She's been here a couple times. Well, I'm just saying, she's another assistant. She's trying to get underneath your arm. You want to sit in Leah's lap right now? I just didn't give you enough kisses, she says. Okay. All right. So, Leah, <clears throat> I had you unplugged. Um, not unplugged, but I had you muted, so you weren't hearing the, the intro. She literally is going to want to sit in your lap. I don't know what. I don't know how we're going to get closer. You got to put your legs up on the shelf like that guy got my legs. Okay. Okay. Because that's what she's going to like. Okay. Now she wants to sit. She wants to take turns. She's been sitting in my lap for the whole Brighteon show. Now she wants Leah's lap. Okay. Look at that. That's so cute. Okay. Now, but she was my little warmer. We didn't have, we don't have the heater running down here. The, well, it's not here. It's the, the, it's a wood, wood burning, burning stove. stove. Oh boy. This is great. It's really fun. You got this. Okay. Now look at her. Now I'm literally, my lap is cold. Okay. So anyway, so you weren't hearing even though you've already heard it, but you weren't hearing it right now with with the rest of us, the rest mm. of the class, with Ben Shafir, Shafiro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shapiro, Shapiro, with his, his new his new uh, rap song with Tom yeah. McDonald called mm. Facts. Mm. Uh, it's got the facts, and I, I you know what? Um, I'm 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 excited to play the whole song. We're gonna play the mm. whole song, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't heard the whole song. I've only heard mm -hmm. what little bit you sent me and what I used for yeah. the intro there. Um, ben Shapiro trying to rap. It, it, this is what you put in the description. Mm -hmm. And it's not horrible. Mm. That was literally what you said. It's not horrible. Mm. I'm shocked. It's still a little uncomfortable for me. What little I saw. But I enjoyed it. Uncomfortable, but joy. Okay. Um, and, and I love how he's wearing his yarmulke. yarmulke, yarmulke? Is that I say it right? But he's wearing a hooded sweatshirt to make him look kind of cool because you, do, you, can't, you don't look super cool wearing a yarmulke. Like, how many Jewish rappers are there out there? I mean, do you see them? Do you see any rap rappers out there rapping in yarmulkes? Mm. You don't. So they put a hoodie on him to make mm. him look cool. So that mm. way he can... Are, <laughs> now we, are we starting with this? Because you're going to have to play it now that you... Oh, can we? I guess so. Can we go ahead and start with it? I guess so. So I have a question about the the. I hate to I hate to play it now because they're not all here yet. Uh, I have a question about the yamaka. Mm -hmm. It's intended to be a head covering, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Does it? Why does it have to be a yamaka though? Why can't they just wear a hat? Oh, but clearly he was able to wear the hoodie, so you could wear a yamaka with a hat over the yamaka. I don't know if he's got a yarmulke over the hoodie I, or not. I, under the hoodie, I mean. I bet he's wearing his yarmulke under that hoodie. Right? I think so. I don't know. We just got to watch this <laughs> Now video. we have to watch it. Now we do. It's not rap, is Number it? Number one, Fact, by the way. He's up there with Cardi B right now. 
on the, on, the, on the download charts. Wait a minute. Okay. It's called Facts and it's number one. Tell them a little bit more about it while I actually, I don't have any of your links Well, so you guys know Tom McDonald. He is great. the greatest anti-woke rapper on the planet. So he, he says. He's fantastic. <laughs> no, he's really great. Well, you know, Ben Shapiro is known for a line. Facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And so he got a good idea. Is this a YouTuber? Is it a... It's a twi- twi- tweet, Twitter. A twi- it's a twi- tweet, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a twit, twit, tweeter, tweeter, twit, twit, twit. What I was gathering is it's kind of a little bit of a venting song for, mm-hmm. for Shapiro to, yeah. you know, be able to talk about his feelings. It's a rabbit hole here. I see, I think I just saw it. Here we go. I'm, I'm so really excited for you guys to see this. I don't know how much Ben Shapiro is actually rapping or just talking, but last Well, he's talking. No, that's rap rapping. because it's, if, if you say it in a cadence, then it ends up being rap. And if it, especially if it has rap music behind it, you know what I mean? That was yep. poorly oh, done. I can't but open the page. Why not? Yes, you can. You want to open it. You want to open the page. We I just, I had ben so Shapiro much joy rap. watching this. You did. Um, I could, I just, I guess we're leading with it because I, it was really fun for me. You guys just saw it now and maybe we'll play it at the end of the show too. Who knows? Cause it may just be that fun. It kind of is, you know, Ben Shapiro is not my favorite person. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. He's literally not my favorite person, mm-hmm. but I did, I do and did find this let's rewind it all the way here. Let me move this over. Just, just so enjoyable. Okay. So I hope you guys, I hope you guys will too. They call me offensive, controversial. It's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, all right. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't want to talk to folks who don't get it. Go woke, go broke, no hope is pathetic. Pro-choice pronouns, pro-love, you're progressive. But you ain't pro-gun, no one to protect it. Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those. They've been taken down, they all been replaced with BLM flags or a rainbow. This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I don't care if I offend you. I was put here to upset you. You can cry and you can scream, you can ride in the streets, you defunded the police. Now there's no one to protect you. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like lives in my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dog, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap. This ain't money. Cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I don't care if I offend you. I was put here to upset you. You can cry and you can scream, you can ride in the streets, you defunded the police. Now there's no one to protect you. It's cool to be the victim, well, I'ma be the man. 
You side, you side, you side. You just try to get attention, being triggered's all you have. You mad, you mad, you mad. You blame everybody else for every problem that you can. You side, you side, you side. I will never say I'm sorry, I ain't taking nothing back. I don't care if I offend you. I was put here to upset you. So there you go. <clears throat> uh, at Hangover Gang at I am Tom McDonald on Twitter. Uh, great song. I think it's good. I like the lyrics. I did too. <laughs> I just thought that Ben, it's, he was trying so hard. He did good. He did. I mean, he he did. gave it his, his, his all. He did. He kind of kept his like poker face, you know, keep it real, like keep it, you know, Keep his keep your Ben eyes. I mean, he's got the good Ben eyes. I mean, he does that on his show anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of glare. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like just be Ben in a rap song. Yeah, no, I get and he it. says that a lot. I mean, this is yeah. this is the way that Ben does his whole show. It's kind of yeah. squinty and then shaking his head like it's he's just incredulous that you're so yeah. stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm incredulous of, and, and and these ones aren't quite up. You can just go to Gateway Pundit if you want to. Uh, two cases right now, lawfare, where the, the left, um, because they uh, are, are aligned with the bankers, they have a gazillion dollars of money, then they don't need to buy any more yachts or anything else. They're using lawfare, millions and millions of it, uh, dollars to go after people that they don't like. And Trump has four cases like this. And one is from this really quacky lady named Jean Carroll, who said 30 years ago, Trump raped her. And Trump said... Uh, not my type. Not attracted to you. <laughs> That's the worst even, excuse ever. Wouldn't but even it's like so to Trump. be around you. She's an ugly person. Mm-hmm. She's just ugly. And I, and here's the thing. She just won. So th- there were two trials. One found that Trump, there was not enough evidence to say that Trump actually did anything to her. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that she was ugly and she, he didn't do anything to her, now she's he's now offended. Sued for, no, she sued for defamation. She won today $83 million. Because he said that she wasn't attractive. Yes. Very, very strange case. Um, 7.1 million, 11 million plus punitive 65 million. Oh my gosh. Uh, As <laughs> a nine person jury began deliberation in the E. Jean Carroll's defamation case where she thought sought 10 million in damages. Wow. Uh, Trump testified on Thursday, and he took the witness stand for about three minutes. And uh, and uh, the 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 rogue judge also threatened to throw Trump's lawyer in jail. Okay, and Trump actually walked out, oh I my. believe. And um, it, it it was a strange strange case. In 2019, Jean Carroll alleged Donald Trump raped her in a dressing room in ni- in the 1990s. He said that she's a whack job who's not my type. The jury last year awarded Jean $5 million in damages. The oh jury decided gosh. that Jean Carroll did not prove that Trump raped her. However, the jury said he, she, she proved Trump sexually abused her. But they, they said that they, they were able to prove this? 
Yes. How do you prove that, by the way? I mean, this is, I mean, it, honestly, it bothers me from both sides. It bothers me from the sides of, of somebody that may falsely accuse somebody. It also bothers me from the side of somebody that is a genuine victim. It's not really provable that someone has sexually assaulted you unless you can, you know, unless there's like a video camera or mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, there's really no way to prove this. So uh, Trump accuser Jean Carroll admits on CNN she helped New York Dem Democrats pass the new law in 2022 that extended statute of limitations for sexual assault civil lawsuits beyond 20 years, which allowed her to sue Trump in a one-year window. Now, here's the thing, though. I actually agree with extending the statute of limitations on mm. sexual assault. And, and here's why, because most mm. of the time, especially as a, for, from pedophilia, the statute of, limita of limitations is so short that by the time someone, the memories come back or they're old enough to be able well, to actually talking, talk about it. Well, you're talking, can you bring it? up this tweet I just tw tweeted out to show you who this, just this, this is a wacko woman. I'm going to try to find this other video where uh, she's, I'm going to, she's got this forest. She's an absolute wacko nut job. She's, she's truly Are you still insane. unable to mute your computer? No, I unmuted. Oh, okay. Because you had some issues there before. But my, but my point is, um, when it comes to the statute of limitations, and I know this is a little bit of a side job here, but I just, it is important, I think, for it to be extended mm -hmm. for victims that don't, the memories don't come back or they're not mm -hmm. bold enough to be able to speak until they become an adult. Yeah, but there's not much you can do about it unless there's proof. Right, exactly. Okay. So I want you guys to see, she's crazy, and then while you're doing that, you can bring up the next one I just tweeted out that can uh, have it in the... Trump uh... for this, why not? I would find it disrespectful to the women who are down on the border who are being raped around the clock down there. But for the women down there and for the women actually around the world. And it was all fairly playful. Um, oh, it was charming. It was yes. exciting. Remember what Donald Trump was like in 95, 96. On the counter were these fancy lingerie boxes that they used to have back in the 90s. Yeah. You wore lingerie in the 90s, I'll bet, Joy. But he didn't suggest it. He shouted it. He shouted Lingerie. Lingerie. He may have shouted underwear. Yeah. I, you okay. Know, okay. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? No, I was too, you... I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared, okay. Totally, and I put my life on the line. Do you think that you're going... Well, hold on a second. What do you mean you put your life on the line? Well, people have told me I have to be careful. You've gotten death threats. I am not looking at death threats. I have the idea that I'm going to make him put it on over his pants. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. You see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on? Yeah. I guess my question is, is could there be any DNA on there? I have no there? idea. I do not know if the president ejaculated. have no idea. Lawrence, I wish I had said, I wish I had said, I'll tell you my age if you show me your tax returns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been helpful uh, now. Well, so I'm holding my handbag like the. The only reason I know I'm holding my handbag is because I discovered it in my hand when I got to the street. The statement that he said, which he's just made, which is she's not my type number one. That was the number one thing. I love that I'm not his type. I'm an archer. I have bows and arrows, you know. I, yeah, fine. I think there's just two. Never mind. Never mind. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm.
We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll... Oh, my. She says, I think most people think of rape as a, as, as a, as, as a, being sexy as being sexy in a fantasy. So she Distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Tversky lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry, and I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. That's because some very distinguished uh, mice that's live the, here. That's the end of the thing. Uh, Kahneman lives in the, the kitchen. To... Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This woman. This woman. You have to be insane to go on all those shows. She obviously has rape fantasies. She, she's one of, she's a one psychopath. Of, wait, wait, wait. One of her pet's names was T-I-T-S. Hmm. She's a lesbian. Well, not just that, but like, I don't know if she's a lesbian, but she clearly is crazily perverted. Yes. And so she's mastermind this thing. Oh, my gosh. Against Donald Trump. And, <laughs> oh and the gosh. left went along with her. Wow. Mm. It's really hard to. to, to these Sharon on Facebook, requoting the lady about saying most people think rape is sexy. And, sh and Sharon says mo uh, something very wrong with this woman. Let me go over here to the rumble chat. Uh, if the crazy craziness is portrayed as real, what do you even say? Major crazy, says James. That was from, earlier. That was from Chris. Uh, yes, she sounds like Pelosi, says Wicked Psych. Thank you. Hello. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Sherry says, uh, wow, I wonder where that money will be laundered to if she actually gets it. That's a really good point. So um, the, yeah. the, the left That's is using a lot of money. There's a, a huge left-wing donor who is funding uh, Carol and Nikki Haley. This this lady? Mm-hmm. And Nikki Haley? Yes. What does this lady need money for, by the way? To sue Donald Trump. So she... <laughs> for defamation. Wow. So she she's fun. Her case is funded okay. by left wing donors who hate Amazing. Trump. Wow. Okay. Uh, so she's getting money out of this. You, yeah, what's your what's your dollar? What's, what's your, your motive? Dime? You know when we look at crimes, we look at motive, and money mm -hmm. is always one of those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying. Yes, uh, this is a sad story. Another lawfare. Um, you guys know Mark Stein. You remember him? He was on Donald. He was on Tucker Carlson's show all the time. And then yes. he got his own show. He got fired from GB News. He has been attacked. He's had three heart attacks. He's now in a wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. And because he's being sued. He's being sued for something he said about climate change in 2012. Mm. These guys are, they have an endless amount of money. Now, get this. The left is bankrupting voices on the right in lawfare defamation trials around the country. Now, multi-million dollar defamation judgments have recently been imposed on Alex Jones, mm -hmm. Rudy Giuliani, Ammon Bundy, and now Donald Trump. And you've got a 12-year-old defamation lawsuit by climate activist professor Michael Mann against Mark Stein and Rand Simberg. I don't know who Rand Simberg is, but um, has gotten underway in the D.C. courtroom. Another D.C. They're all oh, filing yeah. in D.C. This is so insane. 
Stein is the conservative writer and spokesman who regularly substituted Rush Limbaugh on his top-ranked radio program. Simberg is a former science expert at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, a conservative-leaning think tank in Washington, D.C. Now, the case has been languishing for tr in pretrial motion practice for years, and several prior defendants, including the National Review and the Competitive Enterprise Institute, are no longer in the case. Mann versus Stein trial is scheduled to extend into February, but the biggest bombshell of the trial may have been dropped on Wednesday of this week. An attorney for Simberg asked Mr. Mann how much Mann was paying for his attorneys and if Mann would have any legal debts from this case. Michael Mann admitted that he hadn't paid a penny for the several law firms represented him over the past 12 years or for the four lawyers and several staff people representing him at trial. Mann said he would have no legal debts from the case regardless of whether he won or lost. The courtroom mm. audience was stunned. Stein and Simberg appeared shocked as well. By some accounts, Stein has already spent several millions of dollars defending himself. Wow. The years of litigation appear to have taken a physical toll on Stein as well. He has suffered three heart attacks and is now regulated to a wheelchair. There are at least 10 lawyers participating in the trial, four for Mann, four for Simberg, and two assisting Stein, who's technically acting as, as his own lawyer. The admission by Mann begs the question of who is paying for Mann's massively expensive law for defamation cases, case against Stein and Simberg. The trial is being closely watched by high-profile individuals and groups on all sides of the climate debate. Bill Nye the Science Guy was there. Michelle Bachman was there. Um, and unlike the defamation trials of Rudy Giuliani, Alex Jones, and Ahmed Bundy, it appears that Mann versus Stein will offer something of actual examination of the merits. Some of the biggest names in climate science and skepticism are also listed as potential witnesses. Professor Mann, now of the University of Pennsylvania, alleges Stein and Simberg defamed him back in 2012 by authoring columns which linked Mann's infamous hockey stick temperature graph to the horrendous child rape case of Penn State football trainer Jerry Sandusky. Like Sandusky's loathsome activities, the questionable climate claims of Dr. Mann were mostly brushed under the rug by administrators at Penn State, wow. where Mann actually taught at the time. Both Stein and Simberg and other writers around the world, including the Chronicle of Higher Education, drew the same analogy, but Mann only sued the conservatives. From the first appearance of Mann's infamous hockey stick temperature graph, many learned scientists recognized the graph as an imaginative farce. Mann and other global warming theorists claim to have grafted ancient tree ring ice core and sediment data onto modern thermometer data to give the appearance that global temps had been flat, steady, and cool for a thousand years into the past 50 years when temps have shot up steeply. Yet the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change adopted Mann's ridiculous chart in the third assessment report in 2001. Skeptics around the world have recognized the hockey stick as an agenda-driven concoction. The global warming doomsday religious community is plainly hoping that Man versus Stein will dampen the criticism of the science. But get this, for a guy who's suing somebody for defamation, look at some of his own tweets. Trump will happily kill you, your children and your parents to get elected. Wow. Why doesn't he sued? Yeah. The GOP is a scourge upon the earth that must be destroyed. They are evil in his pure form. The GOP is evil. It's not just Trump, but the entire Republican Party is rotten and evil to its core. The GOP is evil, must be destroyed. That's where he's doing this. It has to be, they have to be destroyed. So please pray for Mark Stein and uh, that this trial turns out in his favor because yeah. this is absolutely an insanity. And that's the thing. They will, if they can't come outright and kill you, mm. they will try to torture you to death. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, that's what this is with Mark Weaponization, Stein. lawfare, if you don't have the millions of dollars. Uh, but you do have the left-wing media collapse marches on. Vice, BuzzFeed are selling off parts. BuzzFeed and Vice Media, two failing 
Left-wing sites are starting to sell off their parts, reports the Wall Street Journal. BuzzFeed is looking to sell its food sites, Tasty and First We Feast. So um, there's a lot of different things going on in journalism that at least the left, those those sites are, you know what, our, our conservative media, you know why we stick around? Because we don't get paid. <laughs> you mean that's why there's we're, nothing we're to still here? Sell off. We're still here. We're, we can't be bought off, you mean? Right. Yeah. So, uh... We ended our Bridie On segment, which is going to be reruns, I guess, for the next couple of weeks because they're working on a top secret uh, movie project. I don't know that it's top secret, but they're working okay, on, they're a, working movie on a movie project. I've got this dog here. My chair is sinking. Um, so we played a, a hilarious video this week of Bidenisms. Mm -hmm. But uh, he also did something else that was kind of backwards, and he wore a hard hat backwards while meeting with union workers. And he didn't even know it was backwards. No. Yes. So, Michelle, you can you can bring that up if you want to. Uh, oh, Joe Biden up. was roasted online after Senator Amy Klobacher posted a photo on social media that showed Biden wearing a hard hat backwards while meeting with her and union workers in Superior, Wisconsin on Thursday. Klobacher posted nothing like having a beer with some great union workers. And yes, that would be Joe Biden in Superior, Wisconsin. The photo showed Klobacher and two union workers hold, holding up beers at a local brewery with Biden and his arms around two union workers wearing a hard hat. Representative Matt Gates said somewhere a staffer, a staffer is updating their resume. <laughs> then, you know, that's a that's a good point. I can't blame Biden for not knowing that the hat is backwards. But whoever handed it to him looking at it should have gone. How should we put this on? But here's the thing. All the working men around Biden knew that he put the hard hat on backwards and didn't tell him. None of Biden's staff realized it because they all have women's studies degrees. That's funny. So, Michelle, why don't you play for our, um, our, our viewers here who may not have joined us on. Oh, do we have that? It's where's, up. The, where's the tweet? It's at the very end. Of this over here? Yeah. Oh, please let. The, oh, this is. Okay, so. Guys, this is. Uh, we haven't played uh, a good Biden clip he in a given while. He's a good one in a while. Uh, but this is it's, it's up there. No, it's up. It's definitely five. this has been one of my more fun ones that we've I done truly, in a while. I like true international under pressure. True international under pressure. You uh dog face pony soldier. Although I'm not sure that that was that one. Like he meant to say that flub, though. Yeah. That wasn't a flub. He was that was a legit threat. True I mean. international under pressure and this one are in the runnings. You guys aren't ready for this. Hang on. Let me Ooh, rewind him. Here we go. I need some music to it. I know. The beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. It is. Oh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's called. <laughs> the beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. It is. Oh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's called. The beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. It is. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's called. The beer so brewed here. Gonna, are you bring up this translator? So, yes. Is it right underneath of him? Yeah. Oh, I don't see it. There it is. Oh, this is my favorite. Hang on. You guys aren't ready for this. This is literally the best thing on the internet, by the way. If you're not on Instagram, I'm sorry. Um, the clog. I'm going to get it. Oh, thank you for helping. Look at you. Leah yeah, knows everything. Yeah, well, we're going to have to come up with something new because this is like watching paint dry. No, it's not. It is. It's it great. really, truly is. It, it's like making my show go like 20 times longer. Mm, it's really not. Because I, 
It's really great. And I, then I have to fill in the dead space. No, you don't. Okay, you ready? You're not ready. Okay, rewind him. There we go. There's a translation. The translation is So clearly, Ooh, Earth Rider. Clearly, somebody's got to write a song about Joe Earth Biden speaks in tongues. Okay, um, ooh, demonic ones, I guess. Right? Something. Now, the person that did the translation, just in case you missed our Brighton segment, is the beer brewed here. It is used, used to make, make the brewed beer. During is define ooh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder, I wonder why. why. That's the translation. It's beautiful. It's it's kind of a, a, a little bit of poetry. I yeah feels ooh, like it. Ooh, Earth Rider. Ooh, Earth Rider. Ooh, ooh, Earth Rider. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Earth Rider. Yeah. Ooh, 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 Earth Rider. Yeah. Um, I have a clip here. Uh, if you would bring up the five from yesterday at like 10, 10 minutes fifty five seconds. So they have their token little liberal on there because they have to have somebody to debate. And I'm not a violent person, but I wanted to punch a screen mm. because. Wait a minute. What? It's not. If this was alive, I guess it's gone. It's not live. Try to refresh it. I just it. did that. Um, maybe it's because. And it's blocked on a copyright ground. It's Mine's says. playing. Mine's still there. Okay. Just put in one twenty. the five, one twenty five. Just search it again. It's right there. Okay. Let's see if another one comes out. This one? I think that's so. That's only a three-minute clip, though. Nope. Hmm. Well, that stinks. That was up. Um, I wanted to play this clip. I, forget it. That's fine. Just don't, don't worry about her. I was going to play her. I'll just tell you what she said. She said uh, that Donald that that Joe Biden has nothing to worry about because the uh, the GDP numbers just came out and the economy is smoking hot and things are doing great and Joe Biden has nothing to worry about and I wanted to. Um, uh, I wanted to, to to pull her aside and said, are you stinking kidding me? You do not grocery shop. So they, you know, Jesse Waters came back and said that's, or, or maybe just the other guy, Greg. Well, Got when food. you're printing a ton of money, it's only, it's government spending that it's called for. So if you throw in, and this is the video I want you to bring up. If you throw in $2.7 trillion in, in, in fake money, what you're going to make it look like is that the GDP is up. It's not. That's government spending. Okay. The economy is tanked. It's over. It's done. Shut the door. Lorraine on Facebook says smoking hot because it's a dumpster fire. So the these kind are the of GDP numbers that only um, a deficit, the $2.7 trillion deficit can buy. This is from Peter St. Ange. Blowout that only $2.7 trillion of government debt can buy. In fact, if we control for federal spending, the private economy actually shrunk a lot. Another couple blowout reports like this, and Americans will be living under an overpass. First, the numbers. The Bureau of Economic Analysis reported GDP for the fourth quarter came in at 3.3% annualized, which blew away estimates of 2.0. And it brought growth for all of last year to 2.5%, which is a very healthy number on paper. 
Note, the numbers are preliminary, so they're subject to revision. Still, the regime media rolled out their finest adjectives. CNN called it shocking in a good way. The New York Times called it stunning and spectacular. So what's the problem? Debt. Your grandkids bought all of that and then some. To see why, in the past 12 months, the federal deficit increased by $1.3 trillion. Yet we only got half that in additional GDP. In other words, everything else shrank. It's even worse for that brave and stunning Q4. There we got just $300 billion in extra GDP for, wait for it, $834 billion of new federal debt. Remember that GDP is not measuring wealth, it is measuring spending, so production which is sold. Now, mainstream media, including mainstream economics, pretends that GDP is wealth. So you'll see articles celebrating GDP as prosperity. And that's close enough when it's private firms or individuals producing more to sell more. That indeed is a very good proxy for the country getting richer. But it's actually the opposite when it's the government spending, because government's job is to take perfectly good wealth and light it on fire. That means that when GDP is growing from government spending, it is not measuring wealth, it is measuring dissipation of wealth. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the pace at which we're going Soviet, replacing private wealth with government waste. So translating that brave and stunning GDP into the real world, we are destroying wealth at rates not seen since 2008, papered over by government deficits. This actually lines up with what we've seen in jobs. In a recent video, I mentioned that over half the jobs last year were actually government and government-related social service jobs. That's jobs created. In some states, it was literally more than all the jobs created. In other words, the private sector is actually shrinking. All those government jobs, of course, are unproductive. They're not making us more prosperous as a society. On the contrary, they're taking wealth earned from productive activities, and squandering them on vote buying or worse. So just think of the wealth destruction footprint of a single EPA bureaucrat. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. The lapdog media will keep playing along with the government statisticians and the gaslighting academics. They'll keep trashing regular Americans for posting our grocery bills and mortgage payments, praying they can maintain the illusion long enough for the next election. Fortunately, there are millions of us who can see the emperor is buck naked. Read the whole article with charts and all at ProfSaintAnge.com. Okay, that was actually so well explained that even I learned something. I mean, I I really enjoyed how he was, he literally went into um, the fact that when you have this GDP, it's actually this, this great GDP, you're just watching the actual wealth of a nation diminish at a faster pace than it has Mm -hmm. since 2008. And I just, that was so well said. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very impressed with how he put that together. Leah, what's coming up next? Yeah, well, um, I have it. It's right there. But no, I I wanted to stay on this for a minute because I I didn't want to just play this clip. This is really important. Um, And I have a cool clip. If I have time to play it later, I will. Uh, Infowars has on a guy who's talking about the Wizard of Oz and the Silver Shoes. Oh, like we did? Yeah, but he's writing a book about it. Nice. Yeah, so this, the the world that you live in, they have to continue to tell you that the things that you're seeing aren't real. You're not seeing an invasion on the border. Nope. You're not seeing prices go up. Not happening. Your life is fine. Your life is fine. fine Stop saying that things are hard. Stop saying that there's an invasion. Stop Stop saying saying you can't afford groceries. Do not, do not speak out. This is... The craziest thing about what we're in right now is that 
even when they get the normies who are like, yeah, prices are really high in the grocery store. And then they have to they have to throw out things like the left is literally saying the, the, the economy is great. Look at the GDP. It's fantastic. And they go on and see NBC and MSA and they know it's not. They know it's not. They're lying through their teeth, but they literally, you've got Jean-Pierre or whatever up there saying that the job numbers are in, things are in. I know, I watched people, and here's the thing, with the housing market going through the roof, mm-hmm. uh, people's property taxes are going through the roof. I just saw people saying their property taxes have gone up like $1,000. Who can do that? Who who makes an extra, you know what, I just really feel like giving an extra $1,000 to my, to my local uh, township, and they're not saying, "Oh, don't worry, we will, we will, we'll take less in taxes. We'll keep it as it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll reassess your your value, uh, your house." No, your government will literally take like a vacuum. If they think that they can take some money, they will suck it in, thousands upon thousands, of, and they'll just think, "You know what? We have all this extra money to do more things with." Okay, this is insanity world, and we have to be able to talk about it. We have to be able to say things about it, and if. You know, gosh darn it, if, 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 if Facebook starts censoring us, like YouTube censored us, we're going to go on Rumble. We're gonna, and we do it for stinking free, okay? Because this stuff is important. And you know what? I'm saving the migrant caravan thing and the convoy thing for uh, off of Facebook because it's so important we have to not be able to be censored with what we say. Uh, so we're going uh, gonna, to we're gonna pivot to uh, talking about another, uh, what I find a, an interesting uh, de- development here with Vivek and, and Trump which I'd like to see him uh, probably uh, as the VP pick because he's the only person that will say the things that we need said. And he knew that if he ran for president, he would get in front of the CNN. He'd get in front. He just was um, he just was interviewed by Charlemagne the God or whatever that he calls himself. But that's a, you know, a left, super mm-hmm. left leaning, super, super left leaning um, program uh, program. And he talked to them about all the crazy uh, Trumpisms mm-hmm. and the Trump derangement system that syndrome that they have against Trump, and they were bringing up all these things, these left wing talking points. So I'm actually glad to see Vivek run, and I'm glad to see us all kind of um, rally around some some truth. But it shouldn't have to be Vivek. It shouldn't have to be. He's got a ton of money, so he can get himself out there, and that's that's the way it is. Okay. Sometimes you got to be your YouTube, be your own whatever, like Jeff Brain with CloudHub. So he created his own CloudHub. So um, watch uh, Vivek drop a major hint about being Trump's possible VP pick. Let's see this. A very salient point, I think, about American sentiment toward our founding fathers. This was great. Watch. John Adams, you know his son is? John Quincy Adams. You know what he went back to Congress with? Was one thing he regretted not doing as a president was abolishing slavery. But you can't tell people just to ignore the fact that Thomas Jefferson I'm was not slavery. telling people to ignore it, to say that we're not going to listen to Thomas Jefferson or that our founding was illegitimate because they were deeply imperfect and flawed is every bit as bad as somebody who's going to say that I'm going to entirely dismiss the fact that they were slave owners. First of all, Vivek, nice looking in the black t-shirt, okay? That was that was very oh. cool to be on with him for that. But um, why do you think so? <laughs> why do you think some Republicans seem to have such difficulty with the American um, past and history. They get, they get very scared when they're talking about people like Thomas Jefferson. See, look, I, I'm open about the fact that Thomas Jefferson was my favorite president. He signed the Declaration of Independence, Laura, at the, the age of, of 33, while also, while also actually inventing the swivel chair. Think about that. These people were inventors. They were intellectuals. And yes, they were also our founding leaders. Were they imperfect? Of course they were, in the same way that you and I and every American and every person today is too. 
And the very people who are decrying our founding fathers for being the slaveholders, following the written lines you're supposed to recite, Republicans and Democrats alike, they're the very people who would have been the slaveholders 250 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so our founding fathers, they were not the conformists. They were the pioneers. They were the explorers. And what I want to revive is that founding spirit, not by claiming that they were perfect, but by recognizing their imperfections, they were still committed to the pursuit of a more perfect union. And that's what we are as a country. We're not perfect, but we're founded on the pursuit of a more perfect union. That is what makes America great. And I think that's what Republicans need to be stop by being so shy about and start actually celebrating and wearing on our sleeve. If you ever get a chance to um, debate or talk to like Kamala Harris, and Biden's not going to be debating, I don't think anyone, but it'd be good just to say, why shouldn't George Washington be banned? If you're going to take all these other names off, all these statues down, why, why should Washington still be around as any figure we revere, given his slaveholding yeah, well, past? I'll file that away, Laura, and I'm looking forward to hearing Kamala's answer. I don't expect it to be super coherent, but I'll be sure to face off with her on it. All right, but she'll repeat the same phrase over and over again. All right, yeah. Vivek, great to see you. Okay, so just for our audience, in case you don't know, one of my favorite books on the planet is called The Jefferson Lies. It's written by David Barton. Brad Cummings brought it up the other day. It's upstairs oh, in my room. cool. Uh, it really showcases the fact that Thomas Jefferson would have, he was very, very anti-slavery. Yeah. He put in his first draft of the Declaration of Independence, outlawing slavery Basically, in the United States. I would say, yeah, definitely, because he, he described the King of England it, as It a would tyrant. have outlawed yeah. slavery, yeah. but it was taken out mm -hmm. because there were- um, One state. Uh, well, I thought there was two. I think it was just one. One. That wouldn't sign on. Yeah. And they needed that state. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kicked out. Um, but that was in his first draft. When it comes to his slaves in Monticello, mm -hmm. it was illegal at the time for Thomas Jefferson to free his slaves, literally illegal in the state of Virginia. Yeah. He would have had to move himself and all of the slaves to another state mm -hmm. in order to be able to free them. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument other people did. I think James Madison did that. One of the other founding fathers did it. I don't no, remember which one James it was. No, James Madison, he did. He freed them all on his death, I think. Okay, um, but Thomas Jefferson didn't move. So you, could, you can throw him under the bus all day long you want for saying, how dare you stay in Monticello and keep the slaves when you could have just moved you, yourself, and all of your slaves to another state and free them. Make that argument, fine, all day long you want. But in the state that he lived in, it was illegal to free his slaves. And so what did but he do? But here's the thing, he worked very hard. He and, and, and George Washington worked very hard in the Virginia legislature to ban slavery, to right. outlaw it. He said it was the worst scourge upon mankind that another man could never own another man. Yes. Additionally, both George Washington and Thomas Jefferson inherited their slaves. These were not slaves that they went out and bought. They inherited them. So what did Thomas Jefferson do? Thomas Jefferson paid his slaves. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to Monticello, you will see that his slaves were treated like family. Now you can make that, somebody can make that, oh, Michelle, that's so racist. How dare you when you say da, 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 da. Okay, it's illegal to free your slaves. They were given a home acreage. When um, they went and they went down and they went fishing, they brought the fish up. Guess what? Thomas Jefferson them. bought the fish mm -hmm. from his slaves mm -hmm. for the fish that they caught. Mm -hmm. Okay?
He actually found some slaves who were very good at working with iron. He wanted to keep them busy doing yes, something. Right. And they say that it was the stupidest business deal ever, but he would... He Haul had a, up all this iron ore to the top of the hill. If you've ever been to Monticello, it's a giant hill that you have to get up to get up there. And he lugged all that iron ore up there the so that they could work too. on it. It was not financially productive. And as a matter of fact, Monticello was went under, went under because everything. Thomas Jefferson wasn't utilizing his slaves as slaves. Right. So, again, the argument can be made, well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just moved and taken them to a state and freed them. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is evidence of somebody that is has not studied yeah, history right. you're not putting yourself in the mindset of that that era and that time right. so exactly. i just wanted we're, to we're since, crossing over the dog here since vivek had brought it up i wanted to show you guys that that book you will find absolutely fascinating it's called the jefferson lies yeah. by david barton i also i was trying to see if i have it here um the living thoughts of thomas jefferson uh, with uh, it's an older book uh, by John Dewey and, and gives the literal quotes and actions done by Thomas Jefferson to end slavery, which were astronomical. And I appreciate that. If you go to the to the next clip, Michelle, if you remember um, that Vivek Ramaswamy, the Babylon Bee, had a um, an article uh, and said um, Vivek Ramaswamy would uh, be running this. Trump was going to put him in charge of all the Seven Elevens. And people said that they were racist, so he they sat down with Vivek uh, to ask him about. I don't think we about, talked about that on our show. I think we. So they don't know. I think because we that did. didn't happen within last last Friday, or even like, last. It was Sunday. a couple weeks ago. It was a week and a half. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people have heard about it. They, okay. There was a Seven Eleven joke where it said Trump was going to put Vivek in front of, in charge of the Seven Elevens, and people all said, you know, even the conservatives all jumped. Well, you can't say that that's racist. So uh, I want you to see this beginning here of uh, them talking about. How he really felt about the joke. All right. Well, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you again, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here, making the time. It's good to be back. Before we like get into all of it, I just want to address the elephant in the room. You know, we did make a racist joke at your expense about you working at 7 Eleven, and the internet has informed us that we owe you an apology for that. Oh, is that right? And uh, I just want to know <laughs> how harmed are you? I mean, it was devastating, to be honest. It, it, it crushed me. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go through some therapy for that. But, but I think I'm gonna put on a good face today. You're gonna come out on the other side of it. I think I'm gonna. I'm a survivor. I, I think that's what I tweeted. I said I'm a survivor. It has always irritated me when people use that term, yeah, to refer to somebody who's on the other side of something that wasn't death. Right. That was in between. Right. It, it actually, it actually really always so dramatic. It. It's so dramatic. So that's why I, I felt like that was the response. Is <laughs> I'm a survivor. I think is, is was my first reaction. Yeah. And yeah. you know what, Seth, I am. Yeah. I have survived. Good. I'm glad to know that. Yeah. I think there's a broader uh, desire, hunger for sanctimony right now in the moment we live in. Everyone, we have a hierarchy of holiness. We're like we like live in a society of hierarchies. There's the intersectional hierarchy of who's the higher on the victimhood totem pole, and right. then there's the opposite totem pole based on who's actually more virtuous, based on sanctimony shown to those who may have been in a more oppressed class. And, and that's just a weird thing going on in our culture more broadly, where people are so eager to be offended that they even lose their anchoring to what they're actually offended about in the first place. It's right. more the emotion and the serotonin hit that people want to experience from experiencing offense in the same way that someone used to get a serotonin hit from experiencing joy. Right. Today, I think people actually get that same 
neurotransmitter experience from being offended. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a form of self-indulgence that I think is going on, not just in this little spat or episode, yeah. but more broadly. In our well, home. yeah, that more, that more broadly thing goes into the, uh, one of the next questions I was going to ask you about this woke moral reasoning that's bleeding even into comedy and how there's rules about yeah. punching down. Like that's what you're talking about is the uh, oppressed oppressor. Yeah. I kind of, that, I kind of, anybody who's viewing me as oppressed in any way, I think like my first, Sentiment is like, you got it all wrong. Right. Like, I, trust me, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I'll handle myself just fine is like my first, my first instinct. I think it, it, it's condescending, isn't it? It is, it is condescending. I, I almost take it as just like a category error, right? Cause then that's a new kind of, oh, you're condescending on me. What do you think? It's just like, you guys are missing the point. Like I'm, I don't know how well you followed my life or the last 38 years of my life or the last year of my life, but. I Googled I'm, you before you showed up. I'm good. Up. I'm good. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll punch when I need to punch. Don't worry. I got it covered. And so, you know, I think that there's the subset of people who, again, I think outside of the whole comedy sketch thing and the assault on comedy, which is real and I think is, not to overstate it, but I think dangerous for the future of the country, there was this confounding thing going on where you just have like a base of loyal, loving supporters that are just disappointed as hell to have seen me drop out. And I think a lot of that aired and vented to the surface. But for the rest of the people who say that, oh, you're like punching down on me, I think you're punching up. <laughs> that's what I know. That's kind of my, right, my right. attitude. And so, uh, yeah, I think as long as people, I think it's a loss of self-confidence in some ways that has caused people to have this sense of offense as a substitute for being confident enough in yourself to know that if somebody's hitting you, I guess maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm an egomaniac, but like, I don't look at, I don't look at anybody punching down on me. I don't right. look at myself as being down at all. Right. And so somebody was making a joke, it's what it is, it's a joke, and we're having fun with it. And like so I think if more people had that sense of self-confidence, I think. Uh, he, he's trying to say, I'm better than you all. <laughs> like I'm better than almost all people. I'm I'm an, a second generation Indian American, and I'm a millionaire, and my family is really wealthy. Guys, I'm trying not to be a snob here. It's exactly what it's. I am like. really trying not to be a snob, but I, you know, as far as the victimhood thing goes, I when I go places, people respect me. I I, I command more respect than 99 percent more of you. I have more money than 99 percent more of you. You can't offend me, right? Okay, so I'm going to read this to you. Embarking on the quest for Trump's VP requires a departure from conventional strategies. In these unparalleled times, the challenges um, are multifaced. So a staggering $34 trillion in debt, southern border. Uh, so what would qualify somebody as a VP? I, I, do, I think somebody as a VP has got to be a hard hitter like Trump to say the things that Vivek says. I don't mm -hmm. care if he actually believes them. I think that he said them enough that he believes them. He certainly is an offense. I don't think anybody that can say these things that like Vivek is saying. And you know what he, Vivek has proven is that he says them on his own, not because he's part of, of Trump. I don't know how Vivek would sit in with Trump. Okay, mm -hmm. because he is so independent minded. And and, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, with Trump and I would sit if I if I were if I were Vivek, I would sit Trump down. And I'd be like, listen, you have made so many bad choices. I just got to tell you, you've got um, you've you, you Mike Pompeo um, keeping Comey in as FBI. You McCabe, all these people are horrible choices. You picked Nikki Stinking Haley, okay? Mike Pompeo brought him in. You picked Mike Pence because you were listening to the wrong people. 
Now, Trump likes when people like him and mm -hmm. do what he says. And he likes when people suck up to him. I'm just telling you, that's what he that he likes people who like him. And I would say, Trump, all these people, they lied to your face and did things behind your back. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to your face and I'm not going to do good. anything behind your back. I'm going to play a little bit of this clip here. The nominee for president. There's one question that's on everyone's mind. If you are the nominee, which I know you expect to be, who would be in the running for vice president? While many names have been thrown around as possibilities, if Trump wants to truly advance the America First agenda, there's really only one option. The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? Okay, and I stand on the side of the American Revolution. Now, undoubtedly, Trump's advisors are trying to steer him in a different direction. Their calculus will be a purely political one, picking the standard non-threatening running mate that will play the game and do as he or she is told. But we need to keep in mind that November 2024 is not the final destination. It is just the starting line. And our republic is currently in a dire, all-hands-on-deck situation. The U.S. government's debt has topped $34 trillion for the first time ever. Overseas, a new attack on a U.S. military base in Iraq, and one of the biggest in the region, is raising concerns about a wider conflict in the Middle East. Across the board, Americans are paying more for everything, including housing, groceries, and gas. We're back now with a record number of migrants crossing into the U.S., pushing resources to the limit in many American cities. These extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures, and Trump can't take everything on himself. He will need allies aligned with him on policy that have demonstrated the highest levels of competence, which rules out most politicians. Winning a slim electoral victory will be virtually meaningless if Trump can't affect real change while in office, something that will be very difficult to do without widespread support. The reality is that half this country despises the orange man. Trump will need political capital to push through major reform, and that will require getting the general public at large to buy into the America First agenda. But this isn't something that Trump can do alone because a large swath of the population views him as a racist Christian white nationalist. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. What better way to shatter this delusion than to have a brown Hindu who is one of the most gifted orators we've ever seen convey the America first vision in the most eloquent and convincing manner possible. In my view, the only cure for Trump is Vivek. He's the only cure for TDS because he can give it to you the way that won't make you flip out when you hear it. Vivek showed you that it is actually possible to talk to people with wildly different viewpoints. And as small as that sounds, it's everything. It's everything. It's, it's the part that was missing. And it's because the news has made it almost impossible to just tell the truth and get away with it. Vivek has found a way to tell the Republican narrative without the need for any lies, because there was never a need for any lies. It was, it was never necessary. 
He was just the one smart enough to figure out it wasn't necessary to lie. Now, some have argued that although they agree Vivek should have some role in Trump's administration, it should be in a different capacity, perhaps attorney general or chief of staff. But here's the thing. Every cabinet position other than the vice president has defined day-to-day -day duties and responsibilities. There's no doubt that Vivek could excel in any of these roles, but they would not be the best use of his talents. He's not an administrator or a bureaucrat or a bean counter. He's an executive, a problem solver, and an innovator. Yes, it is true that traditionally the VP has been nothing more than a useless figurehead. Okay. <laughs> A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, right. yeah, I first. But ironically, that is precisely why this position is perfect for Vivek. The fact that the VP doesn't have a set job and isn't bogged down by daily obligations means that the role can be flexibly repurposed to take on whatever is the most pressing pending challenge at any given time. Everyone within the executive branch operates under the delegated authority of the unitary executive, and the scope of that delegation can be curtailed or expanded however the president sees fit. And let's be honest, Trump hasn't had a great track record when it comes to delegation. It's one of the main reasons he failed to achieve much of his agenda during his first term. The swamp wasn't in fact drained, our debt didn't go down, it went up, and the border was not secured. But with Vivek as his right hand, Trump can be rest assured that if he needs any critical mission accomplished, all he needs to do is unleash Vivek. He's done more homework, aided by his legal background, than anyone else on the granular details of how to practically tackle the crucial problems facing America today. This is not a suggestion to the U.S. President from Congress. This is a mandate to the U.S. President from Congress to exercise the authority to reorganize and shut down statutes, words, abolish such agencies if it promotes the economy or in the alternative, if it eliminates redundant federal agencies. Now, if sheer competence was the only deciding factor. Vivek would be the obvious choice. However, with Trump, there's always the question of loyalty, and Vivek is not the type that will bow down to anyone. But for this critical role at this critical juncture, more important than loyalty is trust. And the types of people you can trust aren't the ones that will kiss the ring and whisper sweet nothings in your ear. These sorts that readily bend their will to a master are actually the ones that can't be trusted because it means they'll eventually bend their will to a new master when it becomes professionally or personally expedient to do so. The type of person that you can really trust is one who is principled to their core, someone that holds steadfast to their beliefs regardless of which ways the prevailing winds are blowing. And if there's one thing that Vivek has shown throughout his life, it is that he is a person that lives and dies by his convictions. From a 20-year-old that argued against raising the minimum wage in Deep Blue Cambridge to stepping down from the company he founded and leaving tens of millions of dollars on the table because he refused to pledge allegiance to the BLM flag, to spending upwards of $30 million of his family's money on his campaign so he couldn't be controlled by super PACs, to telling a group of wealthy Jewish donors that he was America first and didn't support U.S. involvement in the Gazan conflict amidst a chorus of boos. George Washington, he reminded us that our job here is to be strong at home, 
to mind our own affairs, to avoid foreign military entanglements that do not relate directly to our homeland here in the United States of America. It's okay, I'm sharing my honest view and we have to have open debate to find the path forward. I am a George Washington, America first conservative. People have sworn their loyalty to Trump before, but talk is cheap. You should judge a person not by his words, but by his actions. And Vivek was the only candidate that constantly had Trump's back. I will voluntarily, as a Republican candidate, remove myself from any GOP primary ballot where one of my competitors, Donald Trump included, is forcibly removed through this unconstitutional maneuver. I am submitting an amicus brief to the Supreme Court arguing for why they need to overturn Colorado's disastrous decision to try to keep Donald Trump off the ballot because it's the right thing to do for this country. So although Trump shouldn't expect Vivek to pledge loyalty to him, he can trust in the fact that Vivek will always remain deeply loyal to his principles, to the truth, and to the country. This is the type of person you want in a foxhole with you. I've never seen somebody support the Founding Fathers uh, in, in modern politics uh, like Vivek has. Um, he argues the arguments of January 6th better than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And maybe he is a great debater. Maybe he can debate both sides. Yeah. But you know what? We need somebody who can debate our side. And he is literally the best. There is no one like him on the face of the planet. There's no one like Vivek in, in, in that position. Do you have a problem with him being a Hindu? I think that we we would like to have uh, Christians, uh, for sure. We, we'd like to have Christians. There's something about him and his belief in God and his morality that is grounded as best as and better than most Christians. So, what about the argument that's made about people that say that he, you know, in the past has, you know, been a Democrat or he, he was never or whatever kind of um, oh oh I know what it was it was the um, he was pro mask and lockdown in the beginning or something like that yeah no I, I think that's what I said I said um, he's a great debater I think he can argue both sides yeah but, but he's not he, an ideologue but when he argues these sides I I know when I'm I'm hearing a pitch mm-hmm. when you catch somebody on the fly. Like he's caught on the fly so many mm-hmm. times, it's impossible to ha- not have some of it come from wh- where you are inside, mm-hmm. because he goes on so many places and they catch him, yeah, and they try to catch him, and he literally comes from a place of sincerity, like mm-hmm. I haven't seen before. Yeah, this is a this is a a kind of catch you. He he has this idea uh, to bridge the divide on abortion. Uh, I I think this is very interesting that he has here with these uh, breathless club guys. And right now, we have a major divide in this country. And at a certain point, we're going to have to look 360 degrees across the board and say, all right, we're all laying down arms. We're going to agree to be one nation. We're going to agree to disagree on the issues where we disagree most profoundly to say that we are still going to be bound by a common set of principles as Americans. Take abortion. Right. This is one where they say there's going to divide the country to a breaking point. I've stood for policy, and it's a mystery to me. I'm the only Republican who has advocated for this. I think it's a winner politically, but I think it's also the right thing to do. They say, okay, you can't find common ground on abortion. How about this one? Tell me, we've got three guys here at the table. Let's talk from man to man on this. 
I think that if a woman <laughs> brings a child to term, this is what you fucking up at. You fucking why? up because it's three men and you're saying you're the, having a conversation about women. <laughs> you should the, be bringing the women to the table. The, this is why well, the shit you're talking about can, the founding fathers is some bullshit well, because can, you got no, a bunch of men, you got a bunch of white men trying to make most women, for a bunch of diverse groups. No, no, no. Most women here like what I'm about to say. Most men you don't. You got two women right there. Uh, Ask them. Let's, we have actually, and 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 we've had a conversation. I think I think you're I think you may be worried about what I'm about to say, which is that I think if a woman brings a child to term. She should be able to make the man financially responsible for both her and the child if she does it. Period. And that should be the law of the land. That happens though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen today. Not in the not not to the scale I'm talking about. Full That's financial. What child support is. It's you, you do fifty fifty. You got forty percent for the man. I'm talking about hundred percent. So it's two x over. He's fully responsible for the woman mm -hmm. and fully responsible so she has no for responsibility. the child. She has to he, because she her has responsibility. To she took nine months to actually bring the child to, to term. If it's confirmed mm. with a genetic paternity test. So, so right now, today, 40 so years 18, ago, he has full responsibility for the child's 18. Absolutely. And full responsibility for the woman during that time. I don't think that's bad. I don't think it's bad either. Because yeah, I, I think that part of the criticism of Republicans is, oh, you're just throwing women under the bus. I say, let's actually that's a fair criticism. Let's actually take that seriously and say we're all in this together. If you believe that unborn I think life most is women life, would agree with that. I think most uh, women most, would say, oh, you, so you, most women absolutely would, say, oh, would agree with that. paying for the child and for me? Yes. Most women yeah. would agree with that, right? And that's not and that, and that's not the state of they can't well, afford that. But but then men should think about that on the front end. That's the whole point. Because women can't afford that either. That's the whole this this gets to the heart of the that's abortion. That's not a bad debate. point. You can't this gets that. to the heart it's, of the abortion. But what he's saying is you should think about that on the front end. Exactly. That's the whole point. Remember when Young Thug was like, yo. If you broke, shit, me having babies. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but things happen Thank that you. don't. But things Thank happen that don't work this. out. If you think it's going to work out, and it obviously does it now, a man if that's it's making confirmed forty thousand dollars a year, you want him to 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 pay for the woman and the child. That's not the wildest thing because, I've heard you because say. Because she's actually got nine months of carrying the child. So this is when I'm talking back about the project of uniting the country. I don't know if that's a Republican idea, Democratic idea, or whatever. But right now, one of the criticisms is and one of the things I believe as a leader. You talked about being a leader. What does what does a leader do? One of the things a leader does is listen to the best arguments for the other side, understand them deeply, mm -hmm. and then give the best possible response to that you can. I had an 11th grade teacher. She taught me, if you can't state the best argument for the other side, you don't know what you actually believe yourself. And I think that that's mm -hmm. true. And here on this question, the best argument for the other side is, how are you only putting this responsibility on women to say, okay, you stand for life and all of that, but how come that only falls on the woman? My answer is it shouldn't. So nature has made a decision, and some people will, be offended at us saying this. Child support is kicking have, a lot of men's ass. Only women has only women have children. Okay, that's I believe that's a biological fact. Some people may disagree with that, but if you have two X chromosomes, you have children. But we're going to do everything we can to even that responsibility out by saying that if the man is making a sexual decision, it's not just the woman that's responsible for that. The man actually pays for the woman and the child for the next eighteen years. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I like Charlemagne. I do too. Actually. I'm, I'm for I'm that because I never honestly took that angle from the pro-choice people. Mm -hmm. And forgive me for not doing that because yeah. um, I always felt that child support was enough, but it's not because I have a lot of friends who are in this 50-50 split. Well, how can it be, how can child support be enough when... Mm -hmm. It takes a woman, mm -hmm. it takes a human being to care for a child, right? Like, yeah. I don't care what you want to say about uh, preschool and kindergarten and public school and whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. We can just put your kid in kindergarten and public school and yada, 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 yada. It takes, children have to be watched by a human being. Not just watched, cared for, fed, bathed. This is designed by God to be that child's mother. Yeah. 
So let's take modern conveniences out of the way. Mm -hmm. You as a female, mm -hmm. it is your responsibility. So you now can't have a job. Yeah. Or you have a job and then you have to pay for someone else mm -hmm. to care for that child. Yeah. So how are you supposed to make a living for yourself mm -hmm. if your now full-time job mm -hmm. is the child? This is why I see a lot of conservatives, parents who's like, I even see Christians who are like, well, you know, dads too, dads too, dads too. No, no, no. You don't understand. A, when, when the pro-choice people are talking about abortion, mm -hmm. what they're saying is that ultimately the woman is saddled with this child. A man can literally just leave, but she right. can't leave. Right. She's carrying the baby. She has to hand it over to the state or something. She's got to carry the... She has to carry this baby for nine months. She deserves something, okay? Now, in the comment section, there were so many people that said, well, then women will just entrap men. Welcome to the universe. <laughs> Welcome to the universe. This is how the universe works. Well, because here's the thing. How is it... No, 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 no. There is no such thing as entrapment right. if there is a paternity test because every time you put your wee-wee in the body of a female, the chance is there. Yeah. You're playing the lottery. Yeah. That's your decision. You, you don't get to say entrapment because your her, her um, birth control may fail. Yeah. Your form of birth, form of birth control may fail. Mm -hmm. There is no, there is literally no Which guarantee for not getting someone pregnant. No, no, no. That's why even like our, our Republican, our good Republican friends will say, well, that's why you have to have abortion. Right. Even a lot of people, because a lot of people say birth control fails. We have to have abortion because we don't want people saddled with these children. We have gotten so far into crazy land. It, sexual relations is a... At the at its at its form and basis is a mm -hmm. procreative act. You are an autonomous person. When if being pregnant were in the water, we would be having a different discussion. Exactly. But it's not. You have to do something because you choose to do something because you want to do something. You are not a brute beast. You are not an animal. Yes. Okay. And my mom played this clip, and I'm going to do a plug here for my mom. Um, I don't know if you can. Can let me address a couple of comments here, real quick. Okay, um, just on Vivek in general here. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Faith Gal says facts, but not sure if Vivek has truth. He seems alluringly deceptive. Um, Too good to be true is what you're all saying. You're all. This is what I'm getting for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's you know what, we have to have a flawed one. Right. He has to have something wrong with him because there's nobody. But but even Sherry says Vivek needs to address his big pharma ties. He does, and he, so he does and have he ties, has, actually, ties to big pharma. He actually has. Um, Wicked Sykes says Rob Roy he invested in a drug that no big pharma companies would bother with because they thought that they wouldn't profit. Mm. Um, Wicked Sykes says it was a drug that worked for the people. Pharma said it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Sherry says no premarital se premarital sex would help with this issue too. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Uh, Jay Ray says, reading through Vivek's Wikipedia and too many red flags. You can't trust Wikipedia. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't see out there. Anybody better. Any, anybody better, in my opinion, maybe Tucker. Only Tucker. But Tucker really isn't in the running. I would love it if he was, but he's not really. So, but I, Christi, I mean, even, yeah. even Christy Nome, she's an absolute no for me. I would she's, not vote for Trump if she was the VP. She's not smart. 
You know what she yeah, said she's today? Also, uh, Unfortunately, an adulteress. She, you know what she said today? She said that Texas was one of the 13 colonies. No, she didn't. She did. Ooh. What did she mean by that? Like, what, what, what the was the mistake? I mean, what was the mistake? Like, she, where, she where do you signed, think she was Texas trying to was say? one of the cross people states that signed the Constitution. Oh, dear. Okay, so um, somebody threw up J.D. Vance. He's a senator here okay. from Ohio. I don't trust that guy as far as I can J.D. Vance, you want to talk about red flags about J.D. He Vance? He completely flips sides. He literally, vote, he literally wrote whole articles on how MAGA people are easily manipulated. And um, and then he ran to manipulate us. Yeah. Um, Kari Lake is, is running for Senate right now. So she's a non-option. Um, so it, no on J.D. Vance, and my, uh, hopefully not. No on, no on Christy Nome. Carly people, running people for talk, Okay, so Jim Jordan, I would be, I would actually take a Jim Jordan. I would love a Jim Jordan. In fact, um, really like Jim Jordan. But these are these are not. I mean, I would be really shocked if Jim Jordan would be up there. As I mean, I'm just as shocked as as a Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as far as being in the running, I would love to see maybe a Dr. Ben Carson. You know, that I can't. Would be huge. No, somebody said this. Uh, he he has he doesn't have the chutzpah. He would literally be the guy sitting in the background, not saying anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you I just mean a from fighter. a mor- hang on, wait, you're you're conflating two different standpoint. things. Yeah, we're talking from a moral standpoint, not like who's the best okay. candidate to, to me, be the best. Okay, you're like right. a Dr. Ben Carson, though. To me, would just sit there and be like, oh, yay, life. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not he's not a fighter. No, he's not. So I there are issues. We can talk about them. That's what mm-hmm. our show's all for. I have some issues with Vivek, but I will say this, mm-hmm. and I can be wrong. I'm not saying take my word for it, mm-hmm. okay? When I listen to him talk, mm-hmm. either he is literally one of the greatest, most convincing debaters that has ever been born, okay, like ever, and a debater, a debater can do both sides, by the way. Or he it, he genuinely believes what he's mm-hmm. saying. And if he if the truth is that he genuinely believes what he is saying, I don't have a problem with him at all. Mm-hmm. The only problem that I would have is this idea of is he pulling the wool over our eyes? Is he Who that you, good? Th- th- he's so based. He's the only one talking about January sixth. Mm-hmm. Ha- Hello, Eden. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Nobody else is talking about January 6th with confidence. Right. Not even Jim Jordan. Yeah, no. Exactly. Not even Thomas Massey. So, so no, 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 no. Hang on. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, come here. Leah, you make a really good point, though. Okay, this is worth talking about. I don't mind. We can spend our show on this. I know we got a lot to talk about. Let me go get this. Um, that was not Leah nice. makes a good point, okay? Which is more important? Because there are, this is, this is important. Does it make you a more weak person to have had ties with with pharmaceutical companies or to have at one point um, been okay with masking or been okay with lockdowns or whatever? I was kind of okay with lockdowns for the first week because I was like, oh, this is really nice that everybody's having to stay home. And I I enjoyed it. Um, Versus somebody that is too weak to talk about January 6th. Okay. So both of those make you a corrupt person in certain areas, right? Or corruptible. So which is worse, right? I guess that's my question that we can talk about. So um, Rob says, Mega is losing patience with Jordan, Comer, MTG, and others. Always grandstanding and threatening, but where's the action? 
Amen. Well said. All right, Leah, do you want me to grab another clip here? Yeah, I wanted you to bring up this uh, rumble with mom in it. Shh. We got. You just be nice. You just be nice too. We want everybody being nice. It's okay. Come here. It's okay. Okay. We've got, um, I'm like a magician. Oh, I came up with, oh, look, another dog. Another doggy. Hi, little doggy. Hello. Oh, she's just going to go away anyway. Um, which one with mom? Okay, it's the, um, part two. Okie dokie. So if you guys don't know, don't our mom is doing phenomenal shows, and she just did one the other day. It was four hours long, and she broke it up into different sections. Um... So two hour, a sovereign man. Part two man. or second hour? Second hour. Okay. Sovereign man. So she's got this clip here with um, Tim Pool and Mike Cernovich. Mm -hmm. And she makes a really good observation here. Um, and I feel, oh, okay. You can sit right there. Okay. <laughs> Just don't jump. <laughs> don't jump, okay? okay? And I want you to cue me up at, uh, minute, at minute 19. If I can, let's get through the ads first oh, here. we have ads. You know, uh, Rumble has been getting pretty intense with their ads. I, I wow. thank you guys for sitting through them. You guys are really great. But these, the Rumble ads are actually more like what YouTube's ads used to be mm -hmm. before they got like crazy. Mm -hmm. So what's the timestamp? Uh, 19. A little bit easier to see than. Uh... <laughs> Let's Keep going. See. It's past right. them. There oh, you go. go. Right there. Yeah. Right. right there. Here? Is that good enough? Or do uh, I need to rewind enough. it? Some? Close enough. Okay. The big house. Well, let me clarify, though. Somebody who's got five <laughs> kids probably wants a big house. But that makes sense. I don't think uh, any individual actually thinks to themselves, I, as a singular human being, could use 10,000 square feet. Because trust me, you can't. It's just not possible. A big house makes sense. You got a big family. A big house makes sense if you're actually going to be hosting events and the space is used for something. But when I see these, you know, you know, celebrity buys $30 million mansion, I'm like, is he just storing his money somewhere? Because that house is going to start falling apart. He's going to have to hire people to clean it, to maintain it. And if nobody's there, it just turns into dust. It turns into garbage. No, no, no person. I mean, maybe you got a room for your pool table. Maybe you got a room for your poker table. But even then, you can put all these things in a, in, a, in 500 square feet. Maybe 1,800 square feet, but yeah. I mean, like your game room is- No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. But there's, I 100% I agree with you. I've been in these mansions before. I'm sure you have. And they're spooky almost. Yeah. I was talking to one they're guy and said, man, there's too many places a ghost could hide. Not, well, not, yeah. Indefensible. Yeah. What, how, how do you, the, you, you let's, say, let's say you eventually buy yourself a 10,000 square foot house. You know, you spend a million bucks or something, in a, or if you're in New York, I mean, we're talking five, ten million. How are you going to defend your home, your family? How are you going to defend your stuff? One day someone breaks in, and you're like, I have no point from which they, how did they break in? There's too many entrances, there's too many exits. I just think, you know, for, for, for me, the only thing that ever really makes sense in terms of expanding your property and where you live is how many of your family members are going to live there with you. And if it's not that, what do you need? A one-bedroom? But it's nice to have a lawn. It's nice to have space to breathe fresh air. I understand. I don't like cities living in that way. But you see a lot of people, it's, it's wild to me. You have industries built on how to get rich. People who get rich by telling you, by paying them, you can be rich too. 
And I'm just like, everybody is chasing after that. I can respect it to a certain degree, but there's nothing there in it. I mean, unless you want to get rich because you've got big plans. And, and I even think that's the wrong method. Most, the story goes that most people who are successful are successful not because they wanted to be rich, but because they had a mission that they, they were driven towards. And there are a lot of people whose mission was to get rich. They want to play the numbers. They want to win the money, the stock market, whatever. But I find most people, and correct me, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, most people who are wealthy got wealthy. Most people who've gotten wealthy have gotten there because they're on a mission to do something. There, there's both. The, the big house thing, though, <coughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, you want to talk about a, a path to unhappiness is and, and that's why these guys go broke they buy the big houses because you buy the house 10 million okay we got property taxes on that in california property taxes Ooh. are pretty significant property so, theft yeah yeah but so you have those but then like you said you have to you're never alone because then you have to hire a staff people to watch the staff a chief of staff to oversee all the staff yeah. then you make so the funny thing too is so you fight so hard to make money, and then you got to hire people to not steal your money. And then you got to hope the people you hire to not steal your money doesn't steal the money. And then you're worried about that. So it becomes this whole rat race. But that's how the the matrix, the social. I've always called the social construct, but most people don't really know what that means. But you know, matrix, social yeah. construct, the the make believe world, right? The the make believe world is. Like if you like a supercar, great. I, I actually had a car. I was tricked out. It was a lot of fun. I drove it. So I'm, I'm not pretending I'm, I'm above it. I don't have anything like that now. But if you like it, it's great. But if you like the validation of the car more than the car, you're in the matrix, you're in the social construct, right? If you need, like I, I started calling watches like Pokemon cards. Like, oh, show me your Pokemon card. I got my Pokemon card collection. Oh, look, look at this. I got this AP from that this guy wore at this concert and you realize, oh, there's like a card collection, but yeah. you're, you're, in, you're in the social construct. And the big house really is, what, and a lot of that's largely driven by wives, unfortunately, um, because they, they fall into that. The real estate industry propagandizes people, oh, your property's an investment, it's going to go up, because they act like you can't put your money anywhere else. You can only mm -hmm. put in property. You can't put the real estate thing. But that, again, leads back to Epstein because... If you look at Epstein, I think of Epstein as less as, even though it was blackmail and all that stuff has been covered up, but it's like the temptation. He, he's this like demon figure. So if you're making a movie, Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino was good. So if you're making a movie, you got to realize he, he's the demon and he's thinking, well, how can I get you? Right? Okay. So maybe you're not into women. Maybe you're into power or men. Maybe you're into men or maybe you're into, maybe you want to, my friends in media can write good articles about you and yeah. then you can have a better Wikipedia entry and then they can, and then the person's like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that works. So I see him as a, a human stand in for demonic temptation. So if I were, you know, there's a movie on him called Net, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's Riches. I would just call cause I, I like movies with um, one name. I call it temptation. Yeah. Uh, and it would be the story of Epstein and less about the blackmail and more about how he ensnared all these people in his world. Make a point. No, she all right. Is I you think we're back. Yeah, we should be up. Both going? Everything okay, so uh, we, are, we, we, we take a commercial break uh, <laughs> once or twice during our show while the computer crashes and we bring it back up. Um, new computer is on the, the list. We haven't been able to figure out what... We haven't been able to debug our, our bug and system on things to the CIA. <laughs> is in there constantly causing some crashes. 
uh, talking about the matrix, talking about the culture, the, the constructs, what he was going to say was that um, the one thing is men um, are um, more inclined to be uh, sexually promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And they used a, a very rather crude word about 10 times. And then mom's, and mom played it. I thought it was hilarious on mom's show. Um, and, uh, and, and then she said, no, men are just, and, and people are inclined to sin. And going back to Mike Cernovich's first point, which is temptation. That's good. Overcoming temptation because the, the devil is there. Witchcraft um, is there to, to, and I like that he said that. He's like, I just want to say that, that Def- Jeffrey Epstein would stand in as the devil. And there was a clip out this week where Kari Lake was um, approached by the head of the RNC of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he tiptoes around and says, there are very powerful people in the Republican Party who wish that you would not run for Senate and would you would take a couple years off and then they would get behind you. And then he asked her, what is your figure? What's your number? Theoretically, give me what you need. And to she's make like, this happen. she literally, she's eating. By the way, and she's, she's like, what do you mean? She's like, what, ten million, a hundred million, a billion? She goes, these people make me sick. These people don't care about America at all. There's no number. There's no number. I can't be bought. And actually, honestly, I hope that clip goes viral because, yeah. um, and it's like a ten, it's like a ten minute clip. That that right there. You can see it when it comes over people's faces when they when there's money behind them mm-hmm. and they're doing what money tells them to do, like Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. He his money got behind him. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, money is behind her, right? So when the money gets behind these people, they change. And yeah. I and that's what makes Vivek different. And and honestly, guys, let me tell you something about Vivek. He is he's a Donald Trump, but more moral. I mean, legit. He's not the kind of guy to go around and sleep around. You can. He, he's. He. He literally is saying that if a man gets a woman pregnant, he should have to take care of her and the child for the rest of their lives. He, that's okay. Kind of easy for Vivek to say because he has so much money. But yeah. But it's true, it and he true. actually comes from that. His Hindu background is very, very moral, mm-hmm. and that's what you do. You take care of the woman and the child. And I just that particular clip from Vivek with with Charlemagne the, the, the god whatever just say Charlemagne was so powerful and so anointed and I my was so moved by it mm. like nobody else says that nobody else says it take care of the woman hey, and the child so when are we going on touch by prayer in with fe- Lisa Perna like uh the 20th why right, well Lisa's in the chat and oh. so I want to promo that I want oh, while shoot. she's here I don't have the exact um, date. So it's got to be in the You shouldn't calendar. ask me. I'm the, gonna the exact look. Dates. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. You guys are not subscribed to Lisa Perna and Touched by Prayer. You need to be, and we're gonna be going on her show, and we're gonna be live streaming it also on ours mm-hmm. as well, Tuesday the twentieth. I did at right. eight p.m. There we go. Tuesday the twentieth at eight p.m. Uh, Touched by Prayer with Lisa Perna will be mm-hmm. live streaming to Resistance Chicks Rumble and um, also hers. Her channel. So she says, Leah, I love that blue on you. Money is the root of all evil. She says, not saying money isn't good. It just shouldn't be used for. It Mm. should be used for good and not greed. Mm. She says, love you guys. Love you too. Love you too. All right. So we're actually, we just came back with uh, Facebook. We're actually going to say goodbye now. Okay. Because. Like right uh, now, right now? Like right now. Because now we're going to uh, make our pivot and we're going to talk about the um, migration 
illegal migration. I'm going to play some clips from the Muckracker documentary, the first ever documentary revealing the entire illegal alien route from uh, Quito, Quito, Ecuador to the United States. Uh, we're going to play um, the the clip from uh, Doc Pete Chambers. And I just, we're going to so talk about migration. So we're about to go south so. of the border. I'm just kidding. We're, we're south of the border. The south. south mm -hmm. We're going to yeah. the southern parts of the United yeah. States, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Facebook, I'm cutting you off. I've just dropped the Rumble link. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to click on the link, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to click on the link, you can go to rumble.com forward slash resistance chicks. Mm. Right. So let me first, uh, as, as I'm bringing up some of these clips first, I would like you to bring this clip up. I just want to talk about this. So as we begin to talk about the border, there's uh, Article 1, uh, Section, Section 10, 10 clause, clause 3. three. All right. And I'm going to I'm going to read this to you because our uh, great governor of Texas has invoked it and mom found it. Very cool. Proud of her before before they did. Where'd it go? No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in a time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power, or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. And so uh, he invoked that. Now, that particular clip that I'm having Michelle bring up is a bunch of, you didn't, that one right there, yeah. A bunch of U.S. mayors who were sent to China to learn from China mm. as mayors. Oh. This is That's disturbing. Wrong. This is this goes against what we just who talked were they about. Sent by? They just went. They 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 were um, they were sent to China by a Chinese foreign influ influence group meeting with communist leaders to collaborate on climate change, renewable energy, and sustainability. One mayor wanted to bring CCP ruling tactics back to her community. Wow. This goes against, these, this is against the Constitution. They were literally funded by a foreign power to go learn communist tactics. You mean press play? Yeah. Let's try it. We cannot build our own future without helping others to build theirs. Bill Clinton. In the first such visit since the pandemic, the U.S. Heartland China Association, USHCA, led a bipartisan delegation of six U.S. mayors representing communities along the Mississippi River Basin to visit their counterparts in the People's Republic of China. The focus of this mission was to promote exchanges and best practice sharing between the cities along the Yangtze River in China and the Mississippi River in the U.S. around energy transition, climate change, and green economy. I was fortunate to be able to lead a delegation of six mayors to China. And I think it was good for the U.S. mayors. To, many of them had not traveled to China before. Particularly good, though, for our counterparts and others in China to meet these mayors, to understand what happens in our medium-sized cities in the middle of the United States. The people uh, I found to be extremely kind and warm. Uh, we had many opportunities to socialize with them, to we learn from them that. in both now, academic setting and in settings I, where we could talk. The Chinese people are incredibly warm they're wonderful people it's a communist country they're communist and it's an it's a foreign power they're communists mm -hmm. 
They control, just up until a few years ago, they had a one-child policy where if you had more than one child, they would rip that baby from your womb and kill it. Oh, dear. And now they're realizing they have some population problems, so they, they're, now they're encouraging people to have kids because that's, that's what happens. Not too long ago, they starved 50 million people to death. They're putting on, they know the art of war is propaganda. That's why they bought all of Hollywood. This right here is crazy. All right. So speaking of China, there's a lot of Chinese people coming illegally into the United States. So there is a there is a convoy that um, is headed to Texas, to Arizona, and to California, three spots on February 3rd. Mm. And our friends Robert and Jamie, you guys can see that interview, are part of that convoy. And they have, um, they're part of uh, putting that together. Takeourborderback.com. Takeourborderback.com. I'm getting ready to pull that up right now. You can watch our interview with them um, on our Rumble channel. Mm -hmm. It was phenomenal. Now, Patriot Gallery, I had some technical difficulties because, again, the system crashed last night. And there was a couple of repeats. You might have to skip ahead. Um, but uh, Patriot Gallery edited it. There's edited versions on okay. um on the rumble channel there but uh it's january 29th through february 3rd you can find them and follow them on twitter there's the main page and then each convoy for arizona california and texas also have their own twitter pages there so um if you want to support them you can go to give send go forward slash take our border back and uh the last i checked it was at fifty thousand dollars let's see what it's at right now Oh, it looks like it says 82, but that's really small. I can't see. Um, but if you want to support them, there's, you know, a lot going on. Doc Pete's down there talking to, you know, a bunch of border people you bring and, up this clip? and doing what Doc does best. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, just kind of preparing and getting everything ready for mm -hmm. this convoy to come. It's not an insignificant thing that they're doing, and it's mm -hmm. going to take a lot. Do we need this up or can I close it? <laughs> close it. Um it's, it's, it's not an insignificant thing that they this convoy is doing. And the very, the very fact that earlier in the, the program, we covered that... Um, this is it, right? Well, that was the one I was going to bring up. We covered Gosh. that... That's up there three times. It's up there twice. Okay. Fox News is even talking about the convoy. Mm -hmm. That should show you something. This is... Yeah. Now, they say they're expecting 700,000. I'm not... I don't think that it's going to be that many cars, but it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's not my fault. Your clip's not up here on my my thing here. Are you sure that that's not it? I'm pretty sure that one of those is it. There's two clips. This is a six minute clip that I'm looking for here with Tucker. Yeah, that's OK. You can bring up that one. Speaking first. of of Tucker, Pete went on Tucker today. I don't know when that's going to be available or when mm -hmm. that's going to air, but you guys can can be on a lookout for that. Um, we were praying for him today going so into that. So Governor Abbott, um, he is in India right now, and he's trying to get more H1N1 B, B visas to get more Indian people over here. So he's not, Gavin, Governor Abbott is not the, the, um, Federalize. the, the hero that we all think he is, but on this, uh, he is doing what is right. Okay, go ahead. The National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. 
but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month, and that is uh, building these barriers, uh, and whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climb border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. It, the, with state employees, I assume, not with National Guard. But w w can you envision a scenario in which you would put armed state employees on the border instead of the National Guard of Texas? We, we do have other armed state employees uh, on the border as we speak right this minute. And uh, there's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. Have you spoken to the president or anyone from the Biden White House about what appears to be uh, an imminent collision? I have not, to be clear. Uh, I have spoken to the president about the border. Uh, I met him on a tarmac in El Paso and talked to him directly about what was going on. I handed him a letter that had in it immediate solutions he could take that would immediately secure the border without the need of any new law to be passed. Despite the fact that I handed him uh, on altogether eight different letters, he has refused to ever respond. My point in telling you that, we have laid down the precursor of what's called Article, Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to show that uh, we have been invaded and we have demanded support from the president to safeguard our state and they have refused to do so eight times, and that authorized me to, uh, uh, to declare an invasion under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution to make sure that Texas is going to be able to use every tool in our arsenal to defend our state. Uh, of the couple of dozen Republican-led states who've pledged support for you, um, how many do you think would send National Guard to Texas? I'll be shocked and disappointed if almost all of them do not. Send. There, there have been about 10 so far that have sent National Guard or uh, other law enforcement. They now are joined together with us. And this is a fight for the future of America, and they all know it. And so I believe that they will all be in on this effort. Mm. So, so we do have, we have several states that have joined. Um, 25 so far. With Texas. And this is a very big deal. Uh, Alabama, Alaska. Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. That is half of the United States of America standing up against the tyranny of the Biden administration. Um, and you can see where the uh, all the Democrat governors are. <laughs> Legally allowed to open the border by force to cut down razor wire along the Rio Grande sector of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. The usual suspects voted for this, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Kentaji Brown-Jackson, but they were joined by so-called conservative justices John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett. So in response to this ruling, which shocked many, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, drafted a letter 
not simply to the administration, but to the world. And here's part of what it says. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. Abbott goes on to say the state of Texas has the authority under the Constitution to, quote, protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land, and it supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. And then, following very quickly, 25 other states with Republican governors signed a letter pledging their support to Texas and its constitutional right to defend itself and this country. Those states include Ohio, Florida, Utah, Nevada, and many others. And then the Biden administration responded. The administration threatened these states, and particularly Texas, with a, quote, 24-hour deadline to allow Border Patrol to reopen the border and to take down the barbed wire. Clearly a collision course. What happens next? We're thankful to be joined now by Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, who joins us by phone from okay. India. Okay, so then we Governor Abbott, thank the, you so much for joining us. Yeah, so this is a pretty big deal, guys. Um, some people say, you know, civil war. Some people say um, this is, are they watching this? Okay, so this is the, uh, the National Guard has been authorized to arrest migrants. So this is um, the arresting of these migrants. Uh, Governor, Governor Abbott, um, you know, stepping up his game. He's been he's been stepping up his game. He said this is what the Texas National Guard and Texas Department of Public Safety are doing every day to secure the border. They must not be stopped by a federal government that has abandoned the border, that has abandoned the border. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at right now, where the border has obviously been abandoned. Um, Trump calls for a willing for all willing state governors to deploy their National Guards to Texas. When I was president, we had the most secure border in history. Joe Biden has surrendered our border and is aiding and abetting a massive invasion of millions of illegal migrants into the United States. Instead of fighting to protect our country from this onslaught, Biden is unbelievably fighting to tie the hands of Governor Abbott and the state of Texas so that the invasion continues unchecked. In the face of this national security, public safety, and public health catastrophe, Texas has rightly invoked the invasion clause of the Constitution and must be given full support to embell the to. Re um, repel the invasion. We encourage all willing states to deploy their guards to Texas to prevent the illegal uh, entry of illegals and to remove them back to across the border. All Americans should support the common sense measures by Texas authorities to protect the safety, security, and sovereignty of Texas and all the American people. When I am president on day one, instead of fighting Texas, I will work hand in hand with Governor Abbott and other border states to stop the invasion, seal the border, and rapidly begin the largest domestic deportation operation history. Those Biden has let in should not get comfortable because they will be going home. It's kind of a big deal. Now, if you bring up muttracker.com, uh, the United States invasion route exposed, and we're going to kind of hop through this. It's a 40-minute documentary. Uh, these young men, they're two brothers. They um, they risked their lives uh, to kind of show what was happening on the border. And it's it's um, or, or on the way to, to, to the border, basically. Not just on the border. This is literally all through Central America up to the border. entered the United States every month. Nearly all of these illegals followed the same mass migration trail that starts in Quito, Ecuador and ends at the U.S. southern border. So we decided to follow the trail ourselves. Along the way, we discovered secret Chinese staging hotels, crossed through the world's deadliest jungle, 
embedded with an illegal alien caravan, rode the Mexican train of death, and finally were kidnapped by the Gulf Cartel, just hundreds of feet from the United States border. This video will expose the entire illegal alien pipeline for what it is, a United Nations weaponized migration agenda masquerading as an organic humanitarian crisis. This agenda directly benefits cartels and human smugglers, exposes the United States to incredible geopolitical threats, and could potentially usher in permanent one-party rule. The first stop along the route is Ecuador. US-bound illegal aliens from all over the world first fly into the capital city of Quito due to the country's easy entry requirements. From here, aliens begin making their way towards Colombia. In the Ecuadorian border town of Tolkien, dozens of government and non-government organizations offer aid and instructions on how to navigate the mass migration trail. This map, provided by the United Nations, shows all of the migration-related organizations in Tolkien. Aliens receive aid in the form of legal assistance, food packages, healthcare, maps, and more. Some of this aid is incredibly bizarre. The United Nations International Organization of Migration, IOM for short, hands out pamphlets detailing how to put on a condom. It is clear that the intent of these organizations is to direct the masses of illegal aliens to the United States. Consider this map, which shows the route from Colombia to the United States and marks 12 U.S. border crossing points with flags. Many similar maps are distributed by other organizations. This map, distributed by the Red Cross, shows the route from Panama to the United States in painstaking detail. On the back of the map, illegal aliens are encouraged to ride on top of freight trains to reach the United States border. It's worth noting that these maps direct aliens into incredibly dangerous territory, such as the Darien Gap, or cartel-controlled areas of Mexico. If this mass migration program were truly for humanitarian purposes, venturing into such territories would be discouraged. Not only are aliens risking their lives by following these instructions, but the United Nations is indirectly helping organized crime earn untold amounts of money by sending millions of people their way to be smuggled. These same criminal organizations notoriously rape women, rob innocent people, and execute their enemies. After crossing into Colombia from Ecuador, the next stop along the route is the city of Pasto. It was here that we discovered a secret staging point for Chinese illegal aliens headed to the United States. So right now we are in Colombia at the Cabanas Rio Mayo Hotel. And this hotel that we stumbled upon by accident is a major hub, a major transit point meeting place for Chinese foreign nationals that are on their way to the United States. And last night when we were here, we were eating at this hotel restaurant and we were the only uh, foreigners that were not Chinese. I mean, the, literally the entire hotel is just Chinese foreigners. Uh, we spoke with the hotel staff here and they confirmed that. And while there are some women and children, it's mostly military-aged males. There's some right behind me right now, actually. One thing to note is that among all of the foreign nationals that are entering the United States illegally, the Chinese are among the most well-funded and the most sophisticated in the way they go about getting to the United States. Whereas the Venezuelans, for example, are very poor. They just trek up to the United States on foot in mass caravans. Uh, they don't have much money. Uh, the Chinese are very well-funded. They're... Anybody remember the, um, 
the lab that they found, the guy was in America illegally, a Chinese guy probably came up this route. He started that lab with like HIV and AIDS and all kinds of Ebola. Ones that are taking planes is we're right across the street from an airport right now. And they also have established networks. And this hotel that we're at is proof of that. It's all Chinese. And for some reason, they all know to come here. It's they because they are in direct communication. Like people know. that are further yeah, up the trail or that have made it to the United States are telling people that are on their way, hey, this is a hotel that's safe for you. Uh, we also found we are. So can I fast forward over here? Yeah. At this hotel. All right, so right now, I'm ringing out all my shit. There are a bunch of streams along the Darien Gap, and they're pretty unavoidable. And the reason you gotta do this is because if you keep your shit wet and you keep walking around in it, you can get trench foot and die. few hours we were wading through mud like this and this just shows you how if you're underprepared in your footwear like we are I mean we're wearing $200 hiking boots right now but this is not the proper foot attire for this type of terrain and so our feet are absolutely drenched right now totally <clears throat> soaked with water and mud and this is how you get trench foot and your feet basically just start falling apart and uh anyway just goes to show people come into this jungle they don't realize what they're getting themselves into and then before you know it you know they're two days in three days and four days in their feet start falling apart they can't make it out and nobody's going to save them and they die in their tent Okay, so we're like seven hours into the hike so far, and it's very clear how Let's see how people can die. No. You're from Syria? No. no. I'm so ridiculous, man. Syria? What country are you guys from? Hey, well, why is it a big secret? Let's see, all of these guys that he's talking to, they all have like muck boots. What's the problem? No. Why not? No. Whoa, what's the problem? No. You guys from Syria? You guys okay? It is here that illegal aliens are processed and given the aid and instructions necessary to continue their journey to the United States. So-called migration route maps can be found everywhere. The same UN-affiliated organizations seen earlier along the route also have a presence inside these Panamanian camps. 
A few on the scene include OIM, Red Cross, UNICEF, HIAS, European Union, Doctors Without Borders, UNHCR, and the Norwegian Refugee Council. From these camps, the illegals are put onto buses and shuttled northward to Costa Rica. From here, illegals ride buses across Nicaragua, Honduras, and Guatemala until they reach the border of Mexico. We travel to the Guatemalan border town of Tecunumán, where human smugglers, most likely affiliated with the Sinaloa cartel, charged us $125 each to be smuggled into Mexico. After crossing into Mexico, we embedded with a massive illegal alien caravan and headed towards Mexico City. The caravan was highly organized. Leaders in the front carried a large banner and a crucifix that read, Contención es mi muerte, containment is my death, a propaganda message implying that not allowing open borders will result in their deaths. The group responsible for organizing this caravan, and many others like it, is Pueblo Sin Fronteras, People Without Borders. The group has released anti-American statements, such as one on November 26, 2018, which said that the United States systematically deprives asylum seekers of their liberty, separates families, and often deports people to their death. Ironically, one of the leaders of Pueblo Sin Fronteras is Irenio Mujica, a United States citizen. The group has also received the support of radical left extremists who have helped fundraise for the organization. So this morning we left Palomares, Mexico, and we're walking towards San Martin with a massive caravan behind us. There's about 2,000 people in this group, and uh, we've been walking for about four hours. We have at least that much more time before we get to the destination. Okay, país eres tú? Salvador! Honduras! Biden por todos? Sí. No, but por, por qué los migrantes le gusta Biden? Es es un mejor presidente de Trump? Tu opinión de Trump? Trump no sirve. Trump no quiere a los inmigrantes. Oh, okay. Oh my god. That was so fucking scary. 
Rio Bravo, which is going to be the place from which we attempt to cross into the United States. Uh, you can see the weather today is absolutely nasty. It's been storming and raining out, so we just got to hope that we don't run into some sort of rip current or lose our bags in the process here. We're going to be walking a few miles, maybe more, down this beach in order to get there, and hopefully we don't get picked up by human smugglers along the way. So then they did get hit, picked up by the cartel. No way. They did. did. They have to pay him the two grand? At this point, I really got no choice. We get in the car. We start driving north. Again, now we're headed towards the United States. Now at this point, we're literally a couple hundred feet from the U.S. border. This man that they had called on the phone gets in the car. And as soon as this guy got in the car and I could see who he was, I was like, oh, this is not a guy I want to be. Like, this is getting, <laughs> this is getting bad. Like, yeah. This situation is solely not in my control. They whip the car around. They start driving down south. This man who got in the car gets on the phone with the woman. They start rambling in Spanish. I don't really know what they're saying. Puts me on the phone with her, and the lady says, listen, I don't know, like, what you're doing, but um, you're supposed to pay $500 to cross in this area. I didn't say I was trying to cross. They just inferred that. And she says, it should matter, like, bluntly. She wasn't, like, trying to tell me I was going to be a kid. Just bluntly. She's like, you're in the hands of the cartel. Uh, you didn't pay them, So and, and now you are being taken by them. You're going to be handed off to a group of armed men. As we're driving inland, something interesting happens. I'm actually filming them secretly on my phone. Had they caught me doing that, I, I could have been I could have been killed. We drive about 10 minutes inland, we unpack our bags, and they they see our camera gear and they see the drone and they start flipping out. Oh yeah. yeah, they start yeah. bugging. They're like, what is going on here? Um, then they start searching through all of our all of our data. They search through my phone. And I'm worried this whole time, like they're gonna find that video of me that I took of them and they're gonna they're I don't even know what they're gonna do, but I guess I don't I just don't think he saw it. They put us on our knees, take hostage-type photos. They accuse us of being intelligence and military guys. They're checking us for wires, yeah. going through every bit of our bag. Another truck now has pulled up with four more armed men. They took my brother. They got him pinned up against the truck. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, this, this, if these people think that we're somehow intelligence guys or, you know, military, I mean, we could have a bolt put on our head straight up. And at one point, one of these men points to my drone and holds a pistol to his head. I'm taking this as a death threat. They end up tying up our hands. They throw a blindfold on me. They didn't have one for my brother, so they just pulled the hood over his head of this jacket that he was wearing, throw us in the back of the truck, and basically say, you know, like, you're now we're, you're part of an investigation. We're going to see El Jefe. I'm like, you know, how much money do you guys want? You know, what do you want? We'll go to ATM right now. We'll pull it out, and they, they won't have it. They're like, no. They're like, we're going to see the boss, El Jefe. I don't know where we're going. I'm blindfolded. My brother's got his head down with a hood over his head. As we're driving throughout Mexico, they're deeper into Mexico. They're making stops. People walking up to the truck whispering about us saying, you know, intelligentsia or, or, or military. You know, they're, they're, they're smoking pot in the car, they're making more stops, driving down dirt roads. And as we're doing this, I'm actually whispering to my brother. I'm like, man, if you can, start loosening up your hand straps because I don't know if we're just going to have one opportunity to make a go at it before they execute us. I mean, I, you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. And then eventually, after driving all down all these dirt roads, the doors open up and the, the blindfold comes off and uh, they tell us to get out of the car. We're in the middle of an abandoned field. I mean, literally, I thought they, they might kill us right here, but that's not what happened. They, they took all of our electronic gear. They laid it out in front of us. Uh, they, they pull out a crowbar. They smash all of our gear to little bits and pieces. I mean, they were literally bits and pieces on the ground, and they smashed the bits and pieces. And um, 
they and then that was it. And then they they loaded us into a truck and they dropped us off at the port of entry. Basically tell us not to come back ever again. The United States is in a state of undeclared war. The United Nations and associated organizations are actively working to dissolve the American Republic through an industrial scale weaponized migration program. Narco-terrorist cartel organizations control the entire U.S. southern border. And every day, thousands of unknown military-aged men from around the world infiltrate America. At this point, there are undoubtedly terrorists, saboteurs, spies, and other nefarious actors embedded in America, with many more on the way. There's also... So, um, yeah... Yeah, Michael Yan says, some folks are asking offline and online how I see a connection between the Chinese invasion of the United States and Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. The Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society helps run many invasion camps, and he visits those as well. So this is, I mean, kudos to these young men. I, uh, you know, they probably, they could have died. They, very high probability of them dying. They did not die, and now we have their documentary and their footage. So do we want to play Which this? Which is Scott absolutely just crazy. I think we just watched that. No, we? this is um, on the. Is this? Is it? Is this, this is Pete? Oh, play, play it, play it. It's only eight minutes. You can watch the full thing on via subscription. Oh, okay. So, so we have the eight minutes with. Oh Doc wow! Pete. They uploaded it right away. I guess so. Yeah, it's really exciting. So you got to subscribe to Tucker to see the whole thing. Oh. But uh, I guess they probably got to it really fast because it's it's a time sensitive story. Here he is. Oh, this is exciting. This is really great. Mission course with the Biden administration with the federal government over the southern border. Can it be protected or must the invasion continue? The Supreme Court has waited on this to some limited extent, but it hasn't solved the problem or answered the question. So what happens now? Things are moving very quickly. And it seemed like there was no one better to tell us what the future may hold than the Attorney General of the state in question, Ken Paxton, who joins us now. Wait, Mr. Way. Attorney General, thank you so much for coming oh, on. So that that's the question. Where where does this go? It it's, it seems like there Should are two forward? large forces speeding toward each other. No one swerved. Let's see how I can do this. See if we can get ahead to Pete. You're not going to play to see where you're at. Okay. That's an awful picture of Biden right there. Mm -hmm. It's like the worst. No, see this? Oh, yeah, okay. Let's see. So we're looking at like right about there. Let's see if I can. It's just, I might have to reload it. Maybe. Hang on. Let's do this. Nope, not that. I wonder if it's because it's like, see, it's it's even giving us issues here on Twitter, mm -hmm. which should tell you all you need to know that they don't want you to fast forward um, through these. Either that or um, it's being watched a lot. Well, and that too. Yeah, that's a so good point. Just Leah. play it, I guess. You may play the Ken Paxton part and just. Well, I don't know. It. It's, it's I don't think we have a choice. Honestly, it looks like that might be the option that we get in course with the Biden administration, with the federal government over the southern border. Can it be protected or must the invasion continue? The Supreme Court has waited on this to some limited extent, but it hasn't solved the problem or answered the question. So what happens now? Things are moving very quickly 
And it seemed like there was no one better to tell us what the future may hold than the Attorney General of the state in question, Ken Paxton, who joins us now. Mr. Attorney General, thank you so much for coming on. So that that's the question. Where where does this go? It, it's, it seems like there are two large forces speeding toward each other, no one's swerving. What happens, do you think? You know, I don't think anybody knows exactly what happened because we're in uncharted territory where we have a federal government that is largely not just ignored federal law, not just ignored their constitutional role to protect the state and the country. They're actually participating with the cartels and bringing people here as fast as they possibly can. I just don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our country where we have a federal government not just not doing their job, but affirmatively working with bad people to do bad things to the country. I just, mm. I don't remember anything like this. So can, can I just ask you to stop there? Since you're a law enforcement, you're the chief law enforcement officer of your state, can you assess whether what the Biden administration is doing now is strictly speaking criminal? Are they breaking the law in how they're handling the border? I, I think they are. I mean, they're taking federal law and dismantling it. It's, it's, he has a constitutional duty to implement what has been put in place by the elected representatives. Yes. And he's just not doing that. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the, they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. Mm. So uh, just to like the next few days or weeks or months or who knows, the Biden administration has effectively threatened your state and said you've got 24 hours to do something. What are they demanding that you do? And where does this go short term, do you think? You know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to do. I mean, is it we're supposed to let them uh, help them cut down wire and fences? We weren't ordered to do that by anybody that 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 I know of. And so we have no obligation to help them violate federal law. And we're not going to do it. And I don't think Abbott's going to give in. I certainly don't plan on giving in. So they're pushing us to help them, and we're not going to help them violate federal law. We're going to try to defend our border the best we can with the resources we have. And, you know, my job is to do it in court. Abbott has other resources at his disposal, and I hope he uses every single one of them to stop this. There's not one power center in this country, the media, the government at all levels and both parties, big business. There's not one power center in the United States that would like to see secure borders. And so, of course, we haven't had secure borders and now we're being invaded and no one's really doing anything about it. So it's just a matter of time before citizens who love their country, in many cases who have served their country overseas, decided to get a little more active in protecting their country. And that's why we're about to see the Take Our Border Back convoy. It begins on January 29th. Truckers, bikers, anyone who wants to come and protect the United States and demand that our government secure our southern border is welcome. They'll be driving to Texas, and one of the people who will help them navigate that state is Dr. Pete Chambers. Chambers is, true to his title, a physician. He's a former Green Beret. He was recently down in Eagle Pass, Texas, and here's part of what he saw. Doc Chambers from uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Today's the 18th of December. We're out here uh, at the point of entry. 5,000 are sitting on the ground right now. It's increasing as we, as we go along. Information that we've received says another 7,000 should be processed through this particular point by morning. Uh, Joe and I have been here many times. Last time we were down here, we were in uniform. And now I'm a civilian and uh, in the Army of God. So uh, we'll keep t telling truths. 
And uh, you need to get this video to your legislators and tell them in the state of Texas, particularly, this is out of control. So not surprisingly, Doc Pete Chambers has been attacked by dying legacy media outlets as a deeply scary person because your country being invaded is not scary. It's all totally normal. We thought it would be worth talking to Doc Pete Chambers about what he expects to happen with this convoy and his role in it. He joins us now. Doc Chambers, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to be here, Tucker. So um, what can we expect with this convoy? Can you describe what it is and what its purpose is? Right. This is a peaceful assembly. This is what we do as Americans. This is how we get we shed light to a subject. This shedding of the light will result in exposing really what an open border policy looks like. Yes. We know that that you know, we know the problem sets in Texas. But literally I could I promise you this that forty miles north of that border there will be people that will never have heard of the border problem because they just watch mainstream media. Yes. And so this is what that is about. And so can you tell us the route of the convoy and who you expect to join it? Right. Uh, so so right now they're going to be leaving out of on the 29th, uh, Virginia Beach, which is where the 1607 Covenant, the landing, uh, was signified the uh, John Smith landing in 1607, where they played, yes. planted a cross on the beach and said, hey, we, this is a covenant to this nation, to God. Uh, and, and then they're going to leave from there and they're going to go down through Florida. They're going to cut across Highway 10 through Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Houston, into uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, where I'll be working out of, and then on to near Eagle Pass. Now, I'm part of the advisory of this, and, and, and as, I, as I advised, I used to be in that same unit that's down there. That's the unit that has a streamer on it from the Alamo. It's a very historic Texas unit. And so they are down there holding line. And I know those soldiers. I worked with them. I, 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 I took care of them as a doctor with uh, Operation Lone Star. They're busy. So the, the, the convoy is going to go just a little bit shy, just a little bit to the north, really, uh, in, a, in an area about 30 miles away in Kimado, Texas, to a children's camp. A lady, a beautiful lady down there who has taken care of orphans and widows. You can't write this stuff in a book. I, I couldn't make this up. But she was overrun, first of all, by the COVID mandates that said you got to shut down. You can't keep running this shelter, number one. Number two, she was overrun by the numbers of, of volumes of... Uh, illegals that were coming through her neighborhood trying to get into her food pantry. And then number three, the cartels are a significant presence in that area because that is the end point of where they do the end around. So we are looking at the bright, shiny object that is Eagle Pass. That's a bright, shiny object. Look here. The droids that you're not looking for, if you will, are just to the north, right in that location. And so what, what this is going to do is it's going to bring light to it because we have to understand that there is a constitution, both state and federal. And that we have to, number one, expose those that argue things in the Hegelian dialectics, if you will, of tort law and look at the Constitution, which is exactly what this is a focus on the Constitution. We the people. That's why we the people will be riding along mama bears, cops, veterans, truckers uh, and going to that location to bring light. There is nothing nefarious about this. There is. Matter of fact, I am suggesting to them that they that they. And they know this, they know this, that this is a peaceful demonstration. This is this is how this will be. So you can watch the full episode there. Oh, they're going to make me pay, Tucker, just to Leah. see Pete, aren't they? Oh, my. You can wait. I bet it'll the whole thing will come out, right?
I don't know. I want to know now. <laughs> I want to see the rest of that now, son. I'm so proud of Pete for bringing up the covenant that they did and uh, and, and incorporating that. He I'm really, really proud points. of him. He knew his talking points that he had to get Good across. job, Pete. I'm so proud of him. Um, if you guys don't know, we've been in conversation with Dr. Pete today and praying for him. Yeah. So Praying for him going into that interview, by the way, actually. So I kind of feel like I was there. A yeah, little bit. That's good. Uh, so I, uh, I just, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of this convoy. I will, I will um, take our border back.com. If you guys want to be involved, if you want to donate, give Sango forward slash take our border back um, and just be in prayer, right? Because this is such a, it's such a significant thing. And be in prayer against any nefarious actors, mm-hmm. right? Any feds that would try to infiltrate or any traps that would try to be set. So Jack just pray was against so it. big. Um, Kirk, or, uh, Charlie Kirk and even Michael Yan have all said, don't go, it's a trap, it's a trap. And we talked about this in the first part of our show. It's mm-hmm. not a trap. Yeah. It's not a trap. Our, our, our new friend, Mark Anthony, was on an interview, and the Lord told him, the Holy Spirit said, convoy. So he gets a hold of his friend, Kim Yater. Kim Yater gets a hold, uh, and they both get a hold of Robert. Like, uh, hey, we want to do is, this. Would you be involved? So Robert and Jamie, um, the people behind this, they're our really good friends. We we literally have spent more time with Robert and Jamie, who live in Texas, than our own friends. Than in our the past own two friends years. who live in Cincinnati. Yeah. In the past two years, um, and they've been to our house, and we've been to their house, and we've stayed and we've together in Plymouth for yeah. a week. Like we are. There are people, I love them so much, and, and we, we did an interview with them last night, or we aired it last night, we had, a couple days ago. So please watch that the power of God fell, mm-hmm. and the anointing is all over this. And if you're afraid to go, don't go. Uh, we can't go, time, but we are there in spirit, and yeah. we are praying for them because we need all eyes down there. You want to know what they're going to do? They're going to do baptisms. And they're going to have they're revival, revival on the border. They're bringing God. They're bringing God to the situation. So I'm just going to pray for them right now. God, I just thank you for this convoy. I plead the blood of Jesus over it. I pray against any actors, any any Fed surrections. And I pray, Father God, if there is a Fed or CIA agent or a nefarious actor embedded into that, uh, into that group, that they are exposed. And I pray, Father God, that they are convicted and they come to know Jesus. I pray for radical salvations. I pray for healings. I pray for baptisms with fire. Amen. I pray, Father God, that there will be revival. I pray, Father God, for the children that are coming over the border, that you would uh, scoop them up before the cartels yeah, or the traffickers them. could scoop them up. Uh, Father God, I just pray against this uh, trafficking, this human trafficking yes, uh, uh, organization and, and the cartels. And Lord God, these cartels, they are just, they're, they're just humans just like the rest of us. They don't have any more power than the rest of us. And I thank you, Father God, that you are going to uh, heal this land. You're going to heal the border. You're going to heal the relationship between Mexico and America. You're going to make it like these South American countries. People aren't going to want to leave. Like in, um, you know, El Salvador, they don't want to leave there anymore. They've got beaches. It's a, it's a, it's a resort destination. Everything grows. Um, Argentina is going to be a place where people want to go and visit. People don't want to leave. They love their country. And just like, yeah. So I just pray, Father God, that you would make South America and Central America great again. Yes. That you would get rid of the pollution, that you get rid of the cartels, you get rid of the communist government. And I thank you, Father God, that each and every person that's on their way to America, that you would speak to them and say, go home, and you would give them a plan to execute, to make their country great again, that you would raise up leaders like Mele and Bukele. And I thank you, Father God, that you're going to turn these former communist countries around, uh, and they're going to be uh, closer to you and and closer to doing the right thing than even we are right now today. And I just pray for God for every uh, illegal person who's not supposed to be here or didn't come here because they were called by you, that they will go home. Some people were called by you, God. I I don't disagree that some people 
people made it here illegal and they're supposed to be here. <laughs> Lord God, I, I know that our country doesn't have all the right rules and regulations on, on legal and illegal immigration. So I just pray, Father God, that the people that are supposed to be here will be here and the people that aren't supposed to be there will, will, will go home and you'll make their life great again, that you'll help them to build their families and their farms and their businesses uh, in, in, a, in a wholesome way. And I just thank you, Father God, for this convoy that people are going to look at it and they're going to be waiting and cringing. Oh, was it January 6th? Blah, blah. And they're going to say, oh my goodness, it's a revival. Look, look, it's the power and of God is falling. most people are going to say, I wish I had gone. I wish I had gone. The glory of God is falling on them. Look at the testimonies coming out. I just pray for Robert. I pray for uh, Kim. I pray for Mark. I pray for Doc. I pray for everybody who's there. I pray for any representatives that go down there that you give them the words to speak. I pray that it's live streamed and the a whole world watches and that the glory of God falls. And I thank you that you're going to give Robert the words and Jamie the words to speak. And it won't be them speaking. It won't be Doc speaking. I pray over this uh, place that they're meeting at, that this, this woman would be protected and taken care of and, and provided you, and provided for mm-hmm. and that they would raise funds for this orphanage or and this care home for children and i just thank you father god that that this is this is going to turn around to bring you glory and i just pray pray a special blessing and traveling blessings over everybody who's going to be a part and again lord god if there's that there are people with bad intentions i pray that you turn them around in jesus name amen amen all right so that's good. the show that's the show mm-hmm. all right so um leah you know what you told me there is a Babylon Bee article. Okay. Real quick. All right. You don't have to bring it up. Okay. Supreme Court rules it's illegal for National Guard to guard the nation. That's funny. In a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court has ruled it's now illegal for the Texas National Guard to guard Texas or the nation. Using the National Guard to guard the nation is an egregious misuse of the National Guard. Uh, wrote Kenji. This is satire, uh, but not really. Can, uh, can, 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 how do you it doesn't say matter it? who says it. Brown, whatever. The, the Supreme Court. Who sided Ketanji with the Ketanji Brown Jackson. When the federal government has decreed that the nation not be guarded so that millions of illegal immigrants will swarm the border and settle in cities across the nation to swing the 2024 presidential election for Biden, states have no right to disobey that decree by guarding their states. As a result of the ruling, Texas is being ordered to open its border completely and let millions of people flood the state and the rest of the country until everything Americans hold dear is left smoldering in ruin. It is the compassionate thing to do. At publishing time, the government has asked the National Guard to return to its normal task of fighting endless foreign wars. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So if you guys didn't watch it, um, go to, um, this is, so you might have to do jumps and moves. Go to BitChute, Ron Gibson, Alex Jones on the 24th, the third hour. I'm just going to put it in the chat. This, this with Doc Pete was so incredibly powerful. You don't need to watch the BitChute one. Can't you just watch the, the Rumble? One that everybody's sharing? Um, so this one is the whole hour. I thought and it's 50. The one I have is 58 minutes. The Rumble one's 58 The minutes. one I played last night oh, on our show, it's Rumble. I, is it a Rumble one? Yeah, let me Cause see. Because I, I sent you um, the one that, that InfoWars was uh, was was a nine-minute clip of, of Doc. I, last night we aired the 58-minute Rumble clip of Doc. Oh, I didn't know Doc. it was a 58-minute I don't know. Rumble. Now I don't even know who's. I can pull it up right here. Well, it's okay. Now, it's, in it the, it's in the Rumble. It's there. No, but I mean, we didn't upload it. It's in. A, well, you can watch it on our show from last night. I aired the whole fifty-eight minutes at the and end I of our show. And I just put it in the Rumble chat. Oh, you found it. Yeah, the third hour on Gibson. It's oh right no, there. no, no. I know, but if anybody's listening, I want them just to be oh. able to find it. Uh, Patriot Gallery has been sharing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, the whole thing from Doc. That's it really was, good. It was really, really phenomenal. But mm-hmm. she's been sending an awful lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so and by the way, they just removed a Jefferson statue from me, New right, York City Hall. Linkly, I'm After sorry. 187 years from New York City Hall, they have removed Thomas Jefferson's statue. Oh my 
Oh my gosh. That's Thomas so Jefferson. Crazy. Thomas Jefferson. Wow. The man who penned the Declaration of Independence. Wow. So this is what we've come to. Lord have mercy on my nation, but God, I, I do not spare these people. Yeah. These men right here who are removing it, these men who are said it's just my job, you, every single worker in, in New York City would say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not moving Thomas Stigan Jefferson from New York City. Oh, I'm not going to do it. 187 years, I'm not going to do it. You know, he's one of the greatest president, one of the greatest Americans we've ever had. I want to end this with a God thing, just so you guys can know and understand my, what's where's coming. Where's my Judd Dewey book? Let me tell you what's coming. We are entering into a time of judgment. I want you guys to be marking your calendars for two things. Number one, the Dan Patch revival. Um, let me pull it up here. I'm going to open it up. The Dan Patch Revival, February 10th, 2020. Oh, my gosh, it says 2023. Why didn't anybody tell me that? Guys, I need Sorry. help. She needs help. I ask people to look. Is it too much to ask? Uh, the whole time this has been up there, no one's caught it. That is hilarious. Oh, well, most of you guys catch these things. That's because we're all stuck you know. in 2023. All right, it's 2024. February 10th, 2024, I will be fixing that everywhere that that is posted. Um, if you need a touch or a move of God, we want you to join us. You can go to resistancechicks.com and click on the banner in the upper right-hand corner right there and get all the information that you need on the Dan Patch Revival that's happening this year, not last year. Talking. <laughs> um, but here's the deal, guys. We are entering into a time where... The tyrants are about to be served their due. God is bringing justice. And the solar eclipse, I will in, within the next couple of weeks, I will be putting together this event. April 8th, right here in Brookville, Ohio. We're joining with Bards Nation and Harvest Revival Center with Pastor Neil Peterson. And Scott Kesterson is coming into town. Um, we are... The, I keep seeing an hourglass flipping, and the time is up for these tyrants. The first solar eclipse happened in July, I think, of 2017. And it's like two bookends, that, that an X marks the spot over the entire nation. And God is saying, mark these two year, these seven years, this seven year period that we've been in. It's and, I, and anybody that's lived the last seven years will tell you, these are unprecedented times. The end of these seven years is um, going to transform the way that we live life. So I want you guys to be prayerful. Get your Founders Bible. Go to thefoundersbible.com. Use promo code resistance chicks, or if you want to get a signed inscribed one, let Leah and I know and we will mail you one. Do we have one that needs to go out? You gotta check. Somebody send a message. Okay. You gotta make a note. Um, there you go. Go to thefoundersbible.com or or get one from us. We you need to be read up in your Bible. You need to be ready for um what is coming because chaos is going to ensue. It's going to be bad for the tyrants, but it's also going to be chaos. And we need to be spiritually equipped and ready. Again, that goes to, back to the Dan Patch revival. If you are not filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit and you can get there, please get there. Because we will equip you. Okay? This is Ephesians. 
equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need the power. You need that dunamis power where in Acts 2, 8, 10, 9, and 19, where Peter says, this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And they waited to be endued with power from on high, right? They were already Christians. They were already saved. They got in a second infilling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will tread on serpents. They will raise the dead. And, and, and this is how you will know those who follow me. I think that's Mark 16. Uh, yeah, it is. No, Mark 15, 16, and 17. That's how I remember it. Nope. Yes. Doesn't matter. You'll find it. We must be equipped to handle what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's not an insignificant thing. It is not at all an insig- insignificant thing. I'm trying to find this book, and I can't find it. It's, it's a Probably little Probably upstairs in your it's, room. It's, it's, it's gone everywhere. I've, kept, I've tried to keep it here. I don't but know. it's a tiny little thing. And it's, it's called The Living Thoughts of, of Thomas Jefferson. can't move my, my chair here. Um, and in it I'm are so many mine. amazing That's quotes right. from Thomas Jefferson on slavery. How he wanted to end it, how it should have been ended. Um, and this is the problem with American uh, histories. You don't know it. Because you never read in the right. I want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. What did they have to say? What did they actually do? Okay. And I love to read his quotes. Can't find it right now. But I, I do recommend you guys. You guys can get it. It's a tiny little book. The Living Thoughts of Thomas Jefferson by John Dewey. That's it. I'm done. You oh, don't have to okay. go find it. All right. I'm just afraid that this dog is going to pee in my basement if I don't oh, okay. do anything with her. Okay. Okay. So I think that's it. We're going to end today instead of with our regular ending. We're going to end with mom's 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 ITM trading. I just had it up. (laughs) Now it's gone. Come here. There it is. Okay, great. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I I forgot to say. We love you. We love love you. you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we will see you on Sunday for our world news program, probably around 155 every week. Uh, We try for 130, but we never make it. So just. Stay t- it, you're, if you're there at 155, you'll be you'll be there. So um, we will see you then. And then, of course, every Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill. It's the hottest show on the Internet. Uh, thank you guys for being here. You guys are amazing. Praying you have a blessed we have a week. Uh, Wednesday, we have a special guest coming on Revelation Red Pill. Who? Audrey Warner. Audrey Warner. Oh, oh, you don't want to miss that. No, literally, you don't want to miss this coming Wednesday's Revelation Red Pill. So mark that one on your calendar. It's not one. It's not one for the missing. All right. We'll see you guys next time. We love y'all. God bless. Talk about the failure of the doll. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst at ITM Trading, a student, a banker, and a stockbroker. After all, the dollar's been around since you were born. The fact that according to the Federal Reserve, there is only three cents of purchasing power left in the U.S. dollar. The FDIC only has a little more than one penny in reserve for every insured dollar in the FDIC insured banks. The money of the U.S. began to transition in 1913. Governments and corporations had two key goals. Number one, governments wanted to be able to tax the public invisibly and without legislation. And number two, corporations wanted to pay employees less, but they had to do it invisibly. Building inflation into the currency accomplishes both those goals. 20th of an ounce of gold coin, which is about half the size of my pinky fingernail, or this one ounce silver, or a dollar bill. 
All of them at that time would buy 11 loaves of bread. Either be a dollar, maybe it buys a quarter of a loaf. The silver dollar still buys you 11 loaves of bread. The $1 gold coin buys you, the last time I checked, about 135 loaves of bread. Oh